0: A little late on the ball on that one there, Grump.
1: Nice job botching the intro, TJ. I impressive. Most impressive.
0: I try my hardest, but welcome to the Islanders and Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me again, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the Grumpy Old Man. They say there's no shame in his game because he's always the same.
1: That's right. That's me. And greetings and salutations, my friends. Oh, wow. The Grumpy Old Man.
0: Wow. It's a little different intro there for you, Grump.
1: Yeah, what the heck.
0: I'm gonna is, win there it something, right. is there something going on that's making you unbelievably happy?
1: What's going on, No, Grump? actually, I'm very unhappy right now. What? Why? It's nothing to do with the Islanders.
0: Uh okay. Fa- fair enough. Sorry, Grump. Uh, sorry we caught you on an unhappy day, uh, but the Islanders, the thing is looking sunny and peachy. There's a lot to talk about. Um, obviously, we're going to touch on the Tim Peel, incident we're going to touch on Sorokin, the russian wall there's a lot to talk on grump but before we get diving
1: stop 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 the russian wall okay it has to be like the bulin wall for uh, nikolai hobby bulin then i know not the russian wall it makes no sense don't try don't try to get creative it's not just strength all right
0: he's gonna get a nickname right if he plays well enough there's going to be a nickname they're going to have to give him right grump
1: it's not going to be the russian wall I'm going to tell you that right now because there's no such thing as the Russian wall. You um, understand? Hobby Bull was the Berlin wall, so the Bullin wall. There's no such thing as a Russian wall or anything like that.
0: Maybe they'll call him scorched earth or something like that because anytime he comes to town, he absolutely depletes any type of offensive continuity your team has. I don't know. They're going to have to get creative with it. I'm excited. You know, We're just going to talk about E.S. Sorokin's performance. Is that better for you, Grump? since he doesn't have like a uh, verified nickname just quite yet? That's true. Okay, Grump. Uh, Well, before we dive too deep into it, we've got an ad to read here from DraftKings. And basketball has officially entered entered the second half of the season, and it's time for teams to prove if they're contenders or pretenders. And DraftKings, the leader of one-day fantasy sports, is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Get on the action now and claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using the code THPN during sign-up. Paying, or Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition and feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with DraftKings' daily fantasy lineup. Uh, please – okay, never mind. <laughs> I, I misread that last time too, Grump. <laughs> Grump, who do you think is poised to make a good second-half season push in the NBA?
1: I don't follow – uh, for basketball, I could care less, honestly. Like I said, basketball doesn't even exist in my lexicon. Uh, I used, I actually, I enjoyed college basketball, but without the, like I said, we mentioned last time, without the fans in the stands, just it's just lacking something, even with the upsets, just lacking something.
0: I just want to make sure I didn't read over the same portion we were supposed to discuss. What we think about the MBA again? I, you know, I'm not very well versed in that area either. But with DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now and download the DraftKings app now using the code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in all the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN. And you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings.com. Minimum of a $5 deposit is required. And then eligibility restrictions uh, apply. See DraftKings.com there for details. Uh, Grump. Excuse me.
1: Would it be wrong for me to say I'm waiting for the end of basketball season? Would that be wrong (laughs) for me to say that? They ask, what are you waiting for? I mean, I don't know.
0: Why are you waiting for the end of basketball season?
1: Because I don't watch basketball. It's just just taking up space on the channels.
0: It's taking us. We have like a, you have like you got a bunny ears.
1: Yeah, let me tell you something. I used to. We used to have bunny ears, and we used to have to put tinfoil on them. Okay, we used to have antenna on top of the house, an actual antenna with a little wire that we snake through the roof, uh, through the ceiling to hook up onto the back of the TV. I don't know. TV was different. See, all you youngsters are spoiled on you know all these channels. I mean, we had 13 freaking channels, and half of them were fuzzy or didn't work. I mean, that's just the way it was. You know what? We've survived. We're not spoiled like you youngsters are today. Oh, goodness gracious,
0: Grump. Goodness gracious. Uh, I'm sure you've noticed. Got a little bit of an update. We've got a little bit of an improvement on the quality on the podcast and the live stream. We finally got the camera up and running, the DSLR, so you should be able to hopefully see me in a little bit better quality. Um, you know, again, just us making a little maintain maintenance there on the uh, the podcast in the live stream. It's going to take me a while to get Grump all set up to where his is going to show in better quality as well. Uh, but he is uh, when it comes to technology, I'm I'm pretty slow he is an antiquated dinosaur when it comes to being able to implement these type of items. So it's going to take us a little while longer to get Grump all up and going on that.
1: I prefer the term glacial when you describe the pace with which I uh, like to change things, but the one, you might be a little bit sharper, but the one benefit is you're further away. So we don't have to see as much as your face as we did previously.
0: <laughs> That's right. You have more places you could stare off on, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, good. And I
1: need better lighting because you look—I don't know—maybe it looks like you're Inception your tones over there. I don't know.
0: Oh well, well, I think it's just now that I'm not using the web camera. Now we're actually using real cameras. All might be okay. Whatever. That's, I, that's that's what I'm going with, Grump, and that's what I'm selling. But okay. I want to and go the only ahead.
1: Reason I bring it up is because for people who don't know, TJ is ultra critical with everything that I do. He doesn't portray himself like that during the podcast, but believe you me. He's a, he's a real nag, okay? Nagzilla. You heard of bridezillas? He's a nagzilla. And always him Even before we got on here, I had a beep on my phone.
0: Hey, better shut that thing. Put that thing on buzz, buddy. Is that how I, is that how I say it?
1: It's exact worse than that, actually. You usually throw in some filthy explicative. Bro, I'm just nice. Not like you.
0: Wow. That's a real hard sell. Maybe it's a hard sell because of the way people hear the grumpy old man conduct himself or just even the name grumpy old man. I I feel like that's a hard sell. But before we pussyfoot around, Grump, we have to talk about Tim Peel. My goodness gracious. Was caught on a hot mic there yesterday and canned immediately thereafter. Um, He was refereeing the Nashville Predators against the Detroit uh, Red Wings game. And uh, he was caught saying, I was trying to give – Um, I know there wasn't much there, but I was trying to give Nashville a penalty earlier with a little explicative thrown in there. I'm paraphrasing.
1: Yeah. I mean, is that anything that we really don't know goes on in sports, hockey in particular? I mean, how many times do you see it, right, a bad penalty is called on one side or too many penalties? And they even even talk about it on broadcast. So they better watch out in the next few minutes. They had a couple penalties against this one team. Yeah, it's because the referee's evened it up. Everyone knows that. In any sporting event, not just hockey. I mean, this, they'll make this guy to be a skateboard. Boy, they were quick to fire him over that, and it was only because of the hot mic. Otherwise, nobody would have said anything because that's been going on since they first put blades on on shoes to start skating and playing hockey. I, mean,
0: yeah. I think it happens across all sports. But, Mike, again, like just to go ahead and provide the exact quote. Uh, Tim Peel says it wasn't much, but I wanted to get a FM penalty against Nashville early in the game.
1: It was. It wasn't much. If you looked at the actual video, and
0: they called it but, tripping when he just went ahead and checked the guy <laughs> as he was skating there. I was, yeah, definitely a bad call.
1: It's a bad call, but I mean, gosh, we see bad calls. I mean, hey, I, I, I got it written down on my magic, my magic notepad here about the flyers and what they were getting away with on Monday night i mean it's just so obvious and they don't want to call things you know I think referees target certain players matt Borzel um and let uh let other guys get away with murder against them and then as soon as he retaliates bang to the box and you know to me it's a bad look it's so obvious it's disgusting honestly and think about it when you think about it they even they even say you know okay they're in the playoffs you know, uh the referees gonna put their whistles away. Well, why should they? If a the thing's a penalty at the beginning of the year, why shouldn't it be a penalty at the end?
0: Here's my question for you, Grump and synopsis. Do you think Tim Peel should have lost his job for those comments?
1: No, absolutely not. I think he was retiring at the end of the year anyway. They made an example yeah. out of him. I bet they pay him. I bet he's gonna get paid. He just won't uh he just won't officiate any more games. I, I mean they made an example out of him. It's just, it's a like I said, it's just uh, you're not addressing the real problem. We're just we're going to make an example of this guy. Like he's the only guy who's done that ever in the history of the sport. Okay.
0: What do you think the real problem is?
1: It's that they're selective when they call penalties. Uh, I think certain teams get away with a lot. Like if a team is always holding, clutching, grabbing <laughs> Philadelphia Flyers, uh, they're not going to call everything. I think – I think from the league, I think that comes right from the top of the league. We don't want to call a whole bunch of penalties and have the game uh, turn into a slog fest where, you know, you call a penalty every two minutes. I I firmly believe that comes from the league. But in the same token, you see somebody like Matt Barzal, all you're doing when you're hooking. Th- that's what made Mario quit years and years ago. He was sick and tired of the hooking and the holding because the officials let him get away with it. Lawrence Terrell when he played with the Giants, he was held on every single play. And they couldn't they just they're not gonna call everyone. Well, instead of dumbing down, you should elevate the top players. If they're that good, you should allow them to show their talents as opposed to letting other teams uh for the Flyers in instance gooning it up or Uh, you know, Washington Redskins, Joe Jacoby, holding LT uh, every single play, you know, instead of have them elevate their game as opposed to trying to let them do something illegal that penalizes a fantastic player. And that's what they do to Matt Barzell. And I can see why Matt Barzell takes those penalties. I really can. We're going to talk about him later today. I can see why he does some of those things. If the officials called the game like it's supposed to be called, you wouldn't see him taking those penalties.
0: Well, uh, to some people's shock and maybe chagrin, uh, Grump, you're not going to be overly glowing over Matt Barzal's play on Monday's game. And again, to show that you you try to be as impartial as possible.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. I don't try to be impartial. I am impartial. I okay. Try, but that's right. Everyone knows Matt Barzal is one of my favorites, and I thought that Monday he looked uninspired out there. Uh, I I thought I thought it's one of the worst games I've seen him play in quite a while. Um, honestly, I mean, you know, there's probably reasons for it. You know, the fact that it's a two man line, but still, I thought that I thought he, I just didn't think he brought the effort on Monday night.
0: I want to finish up real quick on Tim Pool. I want to circle back to it. I understand your point. And I understand what you're trying to convey as of, you know, maybe this is a situation where, you know, Detroit was getting all the calls or or maybe it was a, a, a situation there when the Predators were getting all the calls earlier on. They're trying to even it out. I do understand it. Here's my thing. Call the game as fairly as possible throughout the entirety of the game. If there's a penalty, call it a penalty. If there's not a penalty, don't make some shit up to try to even the score. I've never been a fan of that. I, I really haven't. If you've screwed up – because I get it. Sometimes the refs are going to make mistakes. And that's why they try to go ahead and make these, you know, retribution penalties given the other way. You know, the crazy thing about it, you know, everybody's human. They're going to make errors. But, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. Right, Grump?
1: Well, I look at it this way. When the referee is staring at Kuznetsov, cross-checking Matt Barzell on the back and breaking a stick on his back – And Matt Barzell staring right at it. Matt Barzell slashes him back and he just gives Barzell a penalty. And what does it do? It sends Barry on one of those rants about Matt Barzell, which sends me on a rant saying, hey, you know what? Like I said, if the referee called the initial penalty, Matt Barzell wouldn't be retaliating. Okay, let's hold on.
0: Hold on. I got to interrupt you. I got to interrupt you. The original penalty, Matt Barzell was holding Kuznetsov's stick. So that was the original penalty, right? If we want to get granular about it, he was holding the stick because off regains control of the stick, cross-checks and breaks the stick behind his back on a cross-check, and then they let things play on. Again, I, like, if you're not going to call any of that stuff, I have no problem. I don't really want to get too much into what refs do or don't call. I just wanted to get on the comment. We obviously all had thoughts that that happens in professional sports, that I try to even it up. You, you hear commentators talk about it, as you athlete, point out. In the same token, though <laughs> – at the, it just, the optics weren't good about it. Cause I understand probably, again, it was taken out of context. It's a little tiny segment of seven seconds. So we have no idea what happened before that, what happened after that. Maybe he was a seven second clip. Lost the guy his job.
1: Well, when you, when you look at the new Webster's dictionary that's coming out this year and you see the word scapegoat, you're going to see a picture of Tim Peel on there because he was certainly a scapegoat for the NHL without a doubt. And if the officials did their job to start with, uh, it wouldn't be an issue. But I mean, they're not going to call a hundred penalties in a game. They're just not. I mean, is there any hockey game that you, that you watch where you see you'd like the guys owns in the penalty box all the whole time? No, you don't want, you don't want that. Well, like I said a pet peeve of mine and anyone who's listening to the podcast, the little, the little tug of the hands or something like that. I'm like, come on. And then you let some, some murderous thing go on, like a cross check in the back. You don't call that. And as opposed to the granulation of earlier with the holding stick, that doesn't help my argument. So I'm not bringing it up.
0: Ah, OK. Gotcha. Again, I think it's. Well, I think it's, a there, it's
1: he absolutely does that. He, he will. When the guys coming, he's definitely going to. He holds the other guy's stick. He does that. He certainly does.
0: I kind of want to get back to it again. Like, it's a tough situation. You can't make comments like that on a hot mic and keep your job. It's unfortunate. You don't get any of the context of what was said before, what was said after. And again, to think about it, that guy's been roughing in the NHL for over, I think, 1,300 games. And like that, it's gone. Um, Yeah, I guess you can't be, and you got to be careful what you say. Obviously, he was hot mic'd. There, Um, again, moving along now, this is not an NHL referee podcast grump. Um, The Islanders went ahead and beat the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Notable, more points there for Oliver Wallstrom. Continually exceptional play there from Ian Sorokin. Again, starting to find his groove a little more. His first time starting in back-to-back games since being a part of the Islanders organization. And he looked like he didn't skip a beat against the Flyers.
1: Yeah, he was the number one star in my book uh, for certain. Nice to see him play back-to-back games, uh, and he was outstanding. He was absolutely outstanding. I loved his aggressiveness in the crease. I thought his rebound control, putting rebounds in corners, was much better in that game. Honestly, he almost made like a 50% jump in how he had done that Previously, I mean, everything was kicked right out in the middle. I thought he was so much more bet, uh, so much better. I thought his athleticism was uh, on display. I mean, the kid's really good, and uh, you know, if we can continue to play like that, if he can continue to improve at this level, we're going to be really set and go. I mean, I guess let's pump the brakes on him early in the year. We don't know really what we have, but boy, he was fantastic the other night.
0: This, that performance of what we saw was what under fans were expecting, you know, the white whale to have on a night in, night out basis. Again, like I, I probably came into the season with a little too heavy of expectations of what to expect right away. Um, again, like what we see here is he's starting to get more comfortable is kind of what we expect. He made so many of these cat-like reflex saves on redirections and on shots that were just changed right at the last second where I'm just like, man, oh, man he's a special type of goalie making saves like that
1: yeah he was outstanding and you know he's not a big guy um but he was absolutely outstanding lights out and the first period was sensational really was kept him in the game
0: Uh, i mean just just look at these types of saves he's going one way covering the post he goes ahead and makes that redirection shifts himself off the post there with that skate he's able to go ahead and Throw his arm out there, make that cat, or he's not even on the post. He doesn't even have the leverage of the post to push back. That's just him, you know, ice on the skate or skate on the ice. Just how quickly he's able to react and get his glove to capture and catch that puck. Unbelievable. Yeah, and those which, are the types of spectacular saves I think Islanders were expecting all the time. Islander fans were expecting all the time. Love to see performances like we did Monday night against the Flyers.
1: And really, what's lost in that was the really great deflection by Scott Mayfield. Mm. <laughs> I mean that was fantastic. And <laughs> forgot what any the rinky why you forget what part of the rink he was at? Forgot which side of the rinkie uh, rinky was at. But it okay. was a really good deflection, let's be honest, right?
0: <laughs> it was a great great deflection and even better save though.
1: It was. I mean, that puck was behind him. That puck was behind. It. Fantastic.
0: hmm Yeah, Grump. Again, like I I and and it was interesting. I was talking with Brush uh before the podcast there. Um Listens there and he's he's got it. He, he does a little, little bit. He also speaks of the drive for five members and everything like that. Um, he was talking to me. He was saying, How crazy is it right now that the Islanders have two guys that could be Calder Trophy contestants and finalists, perhaps? They're Sorokin. Not, neither Sorokin. One,
1: neither was one is it? winning that. The guy from Minnesota is going to
0: win. Yeah. Kaprizov, I think, is how you pronounce the name. I think he's going to win. Obviously, he's had an outstanding season. But to think about it, we're going to have two guys probably in the running. They they won't win in all likelihood. I think the kid from Minnesota is going to win too. But you've got two guys that are probably going to be top ten, and they're called the trophy finalists. I mean, like, what, can you list the last time that happened? The thing is, he asked me. I'm like, I couldn't. Honestly, I couldn't think. I, I'm not sure the last time the honors had two guys there in the finals.
1: See, okay, here's the thing. TJ, I have no idea what TJ is going to say on these podcasts. He always, he'll pull some obscure thing. I, ha- he likes that We do not talk about what's going on the podcast ever.
0: Cause got- I, it, it's good not to have it planned. It's good to have it where it's more spontaneous. Again, like I have certain points I want to bring up throughout the podcast. That's my job as the host to kind of plan those out. Grump, we just like to see the reaction. We'd like to see what you have. You're the character. Well, he is. the character. You're, you're all the charisma.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. That's something I would have absolutely liked to have an answer to because there have been times where you see multiple players in contention for Calder Trophy, but I just can't remember them offhand. Where if I had like 10 minutes notice or five minutes notice, I could have figured that out. But, you know, for the for the
0: Islanders, for the Islanders, oh, for, is the Islanders. for the, Islanders. For oh, the yeah. Islanders, I think it's the first time in Islanders history we are going to have possibly, and again, continue. If things continue in that direction, we're going to have multiple players, two players at least, two two Islanders there that are going to be in the finalists there for the Calder Trophy.
1: Well, I'm going to bet we had that back in the 1970s. I, you know, like I said, I don't remember offhand, but I'm going to guarantee you we had some guys, a couple of guys coming up every year who were fantastic. So, like I said, without just even a modicum. Of you know preparation work from T.J. Here's the thing: I don't prepare a whole lot. But if you're going to ask me a question like that, that's something I'm actually interested in. But I have you know, mostly when you talk <laughs> name dribble. But you know, occasionally you come up with, with a salient point, and I like to expound on it. But it I wasn't would. it
0: wasn't my salient point. I'm going to give Brush all the credit for it. He was posing that question. I'm like, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. And so I was like, you know, it's just interesting to bring it up there on the podcast, there, Grumpy, in the live stream. Uh-huh. Uh, we have some comments. Brush is saying Grumpy is in a good mood. Wow. Why do you think I'm in a good mood? Why? Think about it, TJ.
1: I'm going to let you answer that question. Why am I in a good mood?
0: Oh, because the Islanders are beating the Flyers.
1: Thank you very much. As crappy as we played, and we did not play well, the Flyers. That was the first game where I thought the Flyers really dominated us, and I think they certainly did. I have some numbers here that will go over. We still won the game, and my my absolute. I despise the Flyers. So anytime we can beat them, I'm gonna be in a good mood. I was even in a bit better mood yesterday and Monday, kind of worn off a little bit now.
0: <laughs> You're riding the high waves at that time period. Oh goodness. I mean, uh, think about it.
1: That's I mean, even though we only gained a point on those filthy Delphia scum, uh, the fact that, okay, we're putting them further in the rearview mirror to make, remember, all the top four teams make it. The filthy Delphia Flyers are in the fifth spot. And we're, we have quite a few points. I mean, they have some games in hand. But anytime we beat them is a good, good thing for us.
0: <laughs> and for me personally. Absolutely. Alexander's saying, one of these days when the Islanders win the Cup, he will change his name to the Happy Old Man.
1: I'm going to tell you something. little story here. It has nothing to do with the Happy Old Man. Because I'm always going to be the grumpy old man. That's just who I am. But I was thinking, if the Islanders won the Cup, who would I be happiest for? And it's funny because I, I, I take long walks every day off short piers, as people know, a short trip to crazy town. I'm right there, which is fine. But I was thinking on one of these walks, I'm like, gosh, you know, if the Islanders win a cup, who would I really be happiest for? And you know what I, who I thought? I didn't think not any of the players, none of the coaching staff, not me, the younger fans, the younger Islander fans who have to go through them being a bad team forever and ever. That's who I'm going to be happiest for is like people like you TJ never seen them do anything like they think oh a great season is making it to the eastern conference finals and getting rolled by Tampa Bay no that's that's not that, that's not the that's not the pinnacle it shouldn't be and those are the people I'll be happiest for so there yeah. i mean probably people don't think oh look at the grumpy old man he's so nice i am so nice Get angry because I want things to go good for us.
0: I'll be I'll be honest, this is this has been a weird first 20 minutes. I you know, I've we've been podcasting for the better half of over three years, and the amount of I won't say it rosy colored descriptions you've been giving in, in positive comments, I can't remember a time where we've had like a 20 minute stretch where it's been like a, it's it's refreshing, it's genuinely refreshing.
1: It's boring, is what it is. Honestly, it's boring. But that's going to say, TJ excuse <laughs> me being too negative, so I have to be, hey, uh, Johnny, everything's great. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's not going to last.
0: Jerry Springer said, miss you guys. Love you, TJ and Grump. Oh, good. Oh,
1: Cincinnati. Got to love him.
0: And then and Bruce was saying, the Caldler
1: wall. No, no, no. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Nicknames gonna stick. You can't call it just go you only win the Cold Trophy one, wing, one, uh, one year. Now, if you if he might as well be the Smythe Wall or the the Con Smythe Wall, uh, that would be saying
0: something. Yeah, I'll tell you. He the numbers. The numbers. It, it's funny. Do you know Sorokin's numbers off the top of your head, Grump? They're really freaking good. Yeah, they're really good. The thing up
1: is, games.
0: If you took out the first game where he got shelled when he didn't know he was coming in, his numbers would be absolutely outstanding. And the funny thing is he's done so in such a quiet fashion. Okay,
1: think about it. You want – okay. Now I'm, now I'm really going against character, and I'm going to compliment Barry Trotz, if you can believe that. It's the system. It's the system. Every goalie that plays in the system puts up good numbers. Why? I mean, we don't score a whole lot. We shackle everyone offensively. But it is conducive to playing a really solid defensive game, and that's why our goals look good. And you see a kid like this who, let's be honest, he's more talented than anyone we've had uh, on this team in recent years. He's certainly more talented than Barlamov, than Grice, than Leonard. I mean, without a doubt. And when you put that combination of athletic ability and, and skill and talent in a system like this, I mean, it's the same thing with Martin Brodeur. He was a great goalie for uh, you know, all those years, but he benefited from playing in that system as well. And that's what you're seeing with Ilya Sorokin. I mean, the sky's the limit for this kid. And like I said, I let's still pump the brakes a little bit, but oh, i see course. a great future for him. I really do.
0: Of course. But I'm just thinking to myself, how quietly he's now amassed, his his goals against average is sitting there at a 197, a save percentage at a two nine or a nine two two my goodness gracious uh, to think about that and like he's only had 11 starts and you know they'll probably be splitting time maybe 50 50 here from then on out because Sorokin's shown he's got the comfort he's got you know the confidence a little bit himself again there's still definitely areas where he can work on rebound control angles a little bit uh, just with the change of the ice surface there there's definitely room for improvement there on him but it's crazy how quietly he's amassed those types of numbers
1: excuse me TJ am I supposed to be able to read these numbers? I mean, unless I have a telescope, I cannot read those numbers. I mean, you should—if you're going to post numbers up—if we have people a little bit older need glasses or something, there's no way they can see those numbers. They're way too—they're way too small.
0: Look at look at the picture as well. My God Almighty! Again, like I picture at a, a little bit, they couldn't have done. Hockey reference should have done a much better job of cutting out all this white right here if they wanted to give them a black background. Oh my goodness. Hey, don't be picking on Hockey Reference. They're one of my go-to sites, buddy. I, that's why I use Hockey Reference. They're an outstanding site. But I'm thinking to myself, uh, the budget of Hockey Reference, you couldn't have at least gone ahead and cut down a little bit, or even if you look like you give them a little bit of a haircut. I'm not seeing all this white in the background there, the picture, where it was a bad edit. I don't, they're, don't
1: know. They're just whatever. They're just picking whatever picture there's out there. The one no, that's no. no. The most they,
0: that's no, all they, they, they do. What they do is they go ahead and pick the picture and then they put the background, but they go ahead and edit it out to where all the background of the prior pitcher is gone. I don't think they just went ahead. I mean, that's one of the worst damn pictures you could have picked. Well, I'm getting it off course. I, I picture edit a lot for other projects I do, and that's <laughs> I didn't expect that for hockey reference. They uh, just you know, reference in general.
1: So they do, do, you do a light
0: like reference, baseball reference, they do a really good job across the board. I was expecting a better pitch than that. I, you know, I'm splitting hairs, but
1: I mean, obviously my gosh, you're picking on, I mean, maybe he just looks a little bit too pasty faced if they put a white background up there. I mean, I'm sure they tried a bunch of different ones and that's the one to looked best. I don't think they said Ilya Sorokin. Hmm. He plays for the Islanders. We don't like them. Let's see. Let's make him look as
0: bad as possible. No, no. It's, it's, they, I just think it was sloppy work. I don't think they're trying to do anything with malicious tech. I just think it's sloppy work. We're getting back to comments though. Uh, the Wicked 50 Cal is saying, just call him the gulag. Never lets any visitor slash pucks in parentheses there into the net.
1: Ooh. No, 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 sorry. I usually I like what uh, Wicked says. I really do, usually, but no, sorry. When I hear the nickname, you'll know. When, when a good nickname comes around, you'll know. <laughs> I,
0: actually, I'll have to start thinking one now. Brian P said Barzal's new left wing. They're comparing him to Lucy Robotai.
1: Okay. It's Luke Robotai. Luke Robotai, <laughs> a former Hall of Famer. And I'm gonna tell you what, he must be talking about my pal Leo, because Robotai's been retired for what, I don't know, 10-15 years, and he'd probably still be better than Leo. I like I hear thing. Not I, I'm not saying probably Luke Robitaille would be infinitely better than Leo right now. <laughs>
0: Stop. How do you, how do and, 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 he, and and here we go, ladies and gentlemen?
1: Okay, how do you put a guy who's a healthy scratch most nights because he's not even good enough to play on a team that and you put him on the first freaking line? I, okay, there you go. You got you got Matt Barzell and Jordan Everly in the zone. Where's Leo? Who knows? He never got Matt Barzell trying to make a pass to the left wing. Where, where's well, oh there's Leo? He's still the center ice. I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand. I mean, I thought Bellows was actually playing pretty good with that line for the couple of games he had there. But hey, like I said, we don't want to risk putting too many goals in the net. No, let's not have that happen. Please, let's put Leo back out there. No <laughs> okay. expectations.
0: Oh goodness gracious! Scott's saying Grumpy's upset because TJ's taking forever on his grumpy groupies merch JK TJ I'll tell you now I've got I've got everything going this is one of the items I was working there on the actual display for the live stream making sure that was up to up to snuff quality bringing that to the 21st century uh, next item of business is making sure I got the merch the merch store all up and running um Again, like I want to make sure that, you know, the the product's quality though first before we let you guys know about it. I don't want to, like it's the ones we work with or whatever the Hockey Podcast Network suggests. I want to make sure it's good quality before I recommend it. I don't want to go ahead and make any recommendations. Everybody gets their shirts and it's like, oh, it's a shit show. So (laughs) I'm making the designs, everything like that. And then we'll make sure that the quality is good before we say, hey, it's out there.
1: And I want to make sure that the shirts are good. You know, shirts you can wear for 20 or 30 years like I have. Not some stuff that, you know, is made out of that uh, that recycled seaweed plastic that they, they – I mean, you know, who wants that? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you should dump things in the ocean, plastic and stuff. I don't say that. But I don't want my clothes made out of that crap. I want cotton. Uh, 100% okay. cotton. Have you I have, cotton shirts?
0: I have no idea what the quality would be like. I don't think it's going to last you twenty or thirty years. I'm shocked. Shirts still do last that long. It's it's few and far between these days. More comments here, though. Uh, Alexander saying, "Guys, I'm having a debate with both of my uncles. They have been Islander fans since the Cup years, and they think the Islanders can win without Barzal because they're doing they're doing it without Tavares. So they think they can win without Barzal. What do you guys think, Grandpa? I'll let you take this one first.
1: Okay." We didn't win with Tavares. We haven't won without Tavares. We haven't won with Barzell. And if Barzell decides to leave in free agency, after his contract is up and he signs a one-year extension because he's pissed and just takes a one-year deal to get to unrestricted free agency, we're not going to win that either. Uh, I'm just going to say that without Matt Barzell, and even though he's not putting up points right now, without him – we have no offensive ability on this team. Uh, You can't take away the best player on the team and expect to win. And and like I said, even though the team we have currently constituted, we're not winning the Stanley Cup. We're just not talented enough to take on the really, really good teams. The really good teams. The Tampa Bay's, the Washingtons, the Vegases, we're just not good enough.
0: I'm going to tell you, the outlook of this team, I think, though, I have a lot more excitement – For the outlook of this team than I'd done in years past. Like, if we're talking about, even if we're looking at like a bar chart of like the level of excitement, or even a part, uh, like a pie chart of the level of excitement, when Barry and Lou were brought to New York, immediately I was enthralled. I think every single Islander fan was like, yes, we're going to become a legitimate franchise and legitimate organization. We're no longer going to be a laughing stock. Obviously, he's extremely high then. With Matt Barzal, you know, leading the front, obviously. John Tavares leaving, I think everybody dropped a little bit there in the excitement level. But with what we've seen this year out of Sorokin, again, a limited sample size, what we've seen out of Oliver Wallstrom and the growth he's had this season and what we've seen out of Noah Dobson, how could you not be excited and think that these young men are going to continue to develop and be absolute cornerstones of this team? I mean, like Oliver Wallstrom, tell me I'm lying. That young man has the ability to be a consistent 30-goal-a-year type player.
1: You're 100%. Okay, think about where you just said you're excited for this team now. And what are you excited about? Are you excited about the Josh Baileys, the Average Anderses, the Croc Nelsons, the Lettys? No. You're excited about the young guys who have a future. That's what I've been preaching. Give the young guys a shot. It's a shot of adrenaline to this team. Oliver Wallstrom, 30-goal scorer, certainly.
0: And Noah Dobson no has, I think, Noah Dobson – Obviously, with Norris trophies, they look at more what you can produce on the point. You know, in the points there, in the point category, in the point column. Noah Dobson has a chance, though, to be. I'm talking about one of those defensemen that are regarded. You know, one of the top ten guys in the league. He's big. He can skate. He's got the offensive acumen to his game as well. That young man's got a bright future. And Sorokin, man oh man, last night was the first night, or Monday was the first night. I feel like he was consistently tested throughout the entire game, and he came up big all game. And that and that's what I was looking for, one of those first breakthroughs like that. And, again, like those are huge pieces of the cornerstone of what is the puzzle to win a Stanley Cup. I know you say we might not be there yet, Grump. I will tell you, though, as Wallstrom continues to develop, as Dobson continues to develop, I think we have – we look like a real dangerous team.
1: We just don't have enough in the pipeline to keep it going that that's my concern and
0: here here's i want to interrupt you real quick he's talk about the pipeline look at the majority of these teams that win again like tampa obviously they're one off they're Fran- they're a dynasty i mean like it's, you can argue that they're a dynasty the same thing back in the detroit time period too but if you have a guy on, who's an hold elite
1: on. hold on they're not a dynasty they won one freaking cup You got to win a few cups before you're a dynasty. The Islanders of the 80s were a dynasty. The Canadians of the 70s were a dynasty. One cup does not a dynasty make.
0: Okay. Maybe I misspoke. Not a dynasty. You did. Again. Again. So I misspoke. I'm sorry, Grump. I don't mean to, to use that the word dynasty so lightly. And I'm sure you know we're not up to date there in the comments, but I'm sure the comments are just roasting me because the Islanders did have a legitimate dynasty. Uh, this is not a dynasty yet there for Tampa it has the ability to maybe be a dynasty for certain. But if you look at a lot of these teams that win the cup, I, they have to have unbelievable depth there on their centers, which the Islanders have. They have to have at least an elite, an elite winger which the Islanders have coming. I really do believe that in Wallstrom. The defense has to be stout. They have to have good goaltending, all of which boxes the Islanders are in the process of checking or have checked. That gives me excitement. It really does.
1: Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I just wish we wouldn't spend so frivolously on on older players to resign them. I mean, I'm sorry. We could be so much better if we maybe – here's the thing. If you want to be a really good team, you're gonna you're gonna have. It starts with the draft. You build from the goal out. Okay, we mm-hmm. have done that. The thing is, okay, we got Wallstrom. Uh, we have Barzell. Is there anyone else that floats your boat offensively, really, on a consistent basis? Because Bovelli can do it. Everly can do it at points in time. Brock Nelson can do it. But other Jean than-
0: Gabriel Peugeot can do it. And I mean, there's a.
1: Okay, there there you go. But. All right, for the most part, I don't there's no flash and dash with this team at all. I mean, and I think that's the final piece of the puzzle is getting a couple of like I know I keep speaking Forsberg all the time. I think he'd be absolutely perfect for this team. I would give up anybody in our minor leagues, honestly, and even a first round pick to get Forsberg. I think he would he would be uh, he'd fit like a glove with Barzal and Abel. I would love that. And then when Lee comes back next year, you slide him down to the second line, right? Then you're not stuck playing Leo Komarov and Michael Del Cole on the first two lines every night. I mean, it, 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 they they're just not talented enough to play on the top two lines. I love well, I love that third line right now. I
0: absolutely that, And that's why I have no problem at all with Oliver Walsh being on the third line. And I said this, I have been saying this for many podcasts. I think our third line is as good, comparable, if not better, than some second lines in the NHL. I really do believe that. And you want to talk about a, a point of strength. That's a point of strength for the Islanders. That line gels so well. And having Bavillier now on that line, Jean-Gabriel Pajot and Oliver Wallstrom have the chemistry. I also want to bring up something really quick aside. I want to address there the comment there by Alexander. Um, it definitely doesn't help if you lose Matt Barzal. In my opinion, I don't think it helps if you lose Matt Barzal. I think what the team has is we have the benefit of having four very, very strong centers. And when you have that, you help. I mean, we've seen the the improvement there in the face-off thought this season. Um, you, you also see the distribution of the puck go in, that, in, in the favor there of the Islanders as well there with those center work. Having four strong centers down the line is important. Um, unless you have somebody else to replace, you know, to be a real true number one center, I think that does hurt if you lose Matt Barzal. Um, this is something interesting, though, Grump. I saw a tweet about it. When Garth Snow traded away, Andrew McDonald, do you know what he received back in return?
1: I think he got a second-round pick, didn't he?
0: A second-round and a third-round pick. The okay. second-round pick we used to trade for Johnny Boychuk, And the third-round pick that we traded for was selected, E.S. Sorokin was selected with that pick.
1: Good deal. I never, I never liked Andrew McDonald. I never liked him. He was another one of those. I mean he was good. He was a good defenseman on a bad Islander team. He reminded me of Hickey. I mean, honestly, just, you know, he's there. Uh, I mean, to get that for him, kudos to the, and I guess you got to uh compliment Garth Snow, who thought I'd ever do that. Um, but I mean, that's a nice move right there.
0: Absolutely, it is. and I saw that. I saw that. I was shocked. I'm like, I've got to let Grump know this.
1: Yeah. I'll Don't take you. that. I'll take that every day of the week.
0: And Frank Kaye is saying Sorokin finally had the game I was looking for where he was severely tested. He passed big time. The other games he played, the Islanders protected him. Yeah. I think, like, as the Islanders feel more confident with him in net, too, they could play more their style as well. They're not like, "Hey, we've got to be very conscientious back there." The first time we let him back there, we try to play our style. He got shelled. You know what I mean? Like, as the team grows in confidence around him, too, it just it, it bodes for overall better success on the ice. I mean, like, he's been unbelievably successful there in net to begin with. I mean, eight wins and eleven starts. I think one of those being an overtime loss. So I, he's done a very, very good job here this season. But I think that's a good point.
1: Yeah, I don't know if giving up 38 shots on goal is uh, uh, protecting him or not protecting him. Uh, I just didn't think we played well. I thought the Flyers outplayed us on Monday. And Like I said, as long as we beat those dirty clowns. I, I'm – ecstatic.
0: Another comment here from Scott L saying, Leo is placed on waivers again and not claimed. No shocker. Does he need to go through waivers every time he goes to the taxi squad? Why can't Lou just put him on the taxi squad?
1: Why can't Lou just get him a job at the taxi stand and have him drive the guys to and from the arena? That's what he should be doing. He shouldn't (laughs) be on the ice, I can tell you that much. He certainly shouldn't be on the first line. Why would run up with me on the first line? I couldn't get in the zone either. What the old man, first line, left wing for the New York Islanders.
0: When you get put on the taxi squad, I think there's a rule that you have to clear waivers at least once a month during that time period. Again, I'm not sure the exact nuances, but I know there has to be a certain amount of time or a certain frequency you have to clear waivers every time you're placed on the taxi squad from the active roster.
1: There is no risk of Leo Komarov ever getting getting picked up on waivers. No risk at all.
0: (laughs) I... I don't think you have to worry about that either, Grump. <laughs> uh, Matthew S. saying, what's up, TJ and Grump? How you guys doing? And then Mike Lem saying, only hockey fans, Grump. Oh, oh no. Do you know what only fans is, Grump? No.
1: What is, it, is it some new thing?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Is it a
1: social media thing?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Just keep guessing. What do you think only fans is? I have no idea. OnlyFans is essentially where people go ahead and like uh it's a way that they kind of like pimp their body out online, essentially like porn and nudes, but people pay to see stuff like that. So it's like uh
1: <laughs> So is that should be a pay-per-view show? Is that what they're saying?
0: I don't know. Maybe not a pay-per-view show, but they want to see a pay-per-view grump.
1: Oh, oh, let me tell you something. Well, no comment. <laughs> you're about to say something if, if, if there's no shackles put on me watch out and I've got, anything can happen anything not just hockey related anything can happen
0: if we got a comment there from David C saying Grump looks like your barber did a good job on AJ's hairs look respectable Monday night was that true Grump no I
1: said AJ is back the rat's nest is intact <laughs> her hair was all over the freaking place was like sticking out the damn side, I'm like, woman, please run a comb through it. That has to be a t shirt. Run a comb through it. <laughs> I just have some sloppy ass mess on top of a, a silhouette of a hen. Yeah. hen had a- did look good. It didn't look good, but yeah. I was glad she was back. I like AJ, she's we got have- a smile, and her and Shannon have nice chemistry. I mean, yeah, we got to hear how she was, you know, didn't like the wraparound the other night. Uh, when, you know, and she's got a long reach, you know, she's pretty tall. I, you know, she's pretty tall. And then, you know, when she moved to defense, probably because she was Josh Bailey-like, they put her back on defense. I don't know. I didn't watch any A.J. games. This is totally, I'm ripping here. Uh, but she said that, you know, she tried to defend it, but she never liked the wraparound. But, hey, I liked it Monday night. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe Elliot did not get to the post on that. I, I can't believe it.
0: It feels like forever ago too. Thinking about that game because the Islanders didn't play. You know, what I mean, they haven't played on Tuesday. And now it's Wednesday. They haven't played. They have two days off. Obviously, it was because like a uh, COVID was the reason why the Bruins are playing them tomorrow, Thursday. Well,
1: have we heard? Have we heard if that game is canceled yet? I don't think we've even heard yet. It could be canceled again. That's Fair not. Good. That's not good for us. It's really bad for Boston, but it's not good for us either. I mean, you don't want to have a whole – I mean, I know we have less games to play down the stretch, but you don't want to have to play a lot of back-to-backs, certainly not with the age of our team. You don't want to do that.
0: I understand that, definitely. Alexander brings up a point. NHL has a referee problem. I have a question for you, and I was thinking about this. If Wes McCauley was the man who was hot mic'd, and that happened to be leaked of him saying that, What do you think their repercussion would have been, if any? Because, again, Wes McCauley is a loved and favored NHL referee. He's the only one I can know always by name. Again, I had no idea who the hell Tim Peel was. Didn't know his name until yesterday, to be quite frank, or this morning, to be quite frank. Um, But Wes McCauley, everybody knows who Wes McCauley is. What do you think the repercussion would have been if that was Wes McCauley who was hot
1: Might have got a little suspension. Like I said – I. I mean, really, is anyone really ignorant or stupid enough to not realize that that goes on in professional sports? I mean, maybe, you know, just, you know, fly-by-nighters, people who really don't pay attention. But, I mean, every sport's the same thing. Romo, Tony Romo said in the Super Bowl after the first half this year, well, you know, those penalties are going to even out in the second half. Can't seize that a whole lot. Well, you know what, That's the, the announcers know it, the players know it, the coaches, everyone knows it, you know. If they don't, it's not called down the line. And they look and they're like, oh geez, hey Johnny, we call fifteen penalties on the Chiefs in the first half. Let's get a couple of evens up in the second half. Oh boy, you know, the Islanders, uh, they had six power plays. Uh, you know what? Let's give them a couple of penalties. Let's let's say, let's fire up somebody, and say, Hey, go slash Matt Barzell in the back. Don't worry, you're <laughs> not gonna good call. They'll retaliate and they will get to give him the two minutes.
0: Is that what they and do, West Macaulay says? Is that what West Macaulay says? He he's looking down the, he's looking down the sheet, he's like Oh crap! I usually don't call penalties, but I called one penalty against the Flyers tonight. Hey, go ahead and get to slash Matt Barzal when he retaliates there, and he's got he's goaded into a penalty. We'll immediately make sure to give him a penalty there, so we could end the game at a one-one penalty draw. Is that is that what you're looking for, Grump? Is that what happens?
1: That's what he says, and then he goes like this, and then we're gonna listen to Barry's press conference after the game and listen, rip the crap out of Barzal, and we're gonna (laughs) laugh.
0: What I'm gonna do is actually I'm gonna take that betting odds to Vegas so I can make some money in that capacity. Hey, referees have been known to bet before, right, group?
1: Hey, they had that that scandal in uh
0: the NBA. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it happens the in the NFL. NFL. <laughs> I'm sure it happens all across the board.
1: It, you know what? It's a little bit it's so easy to do just little things. It's you know what? Would I would it would it surprise me if it goes on? No, it
0: would not. Hmm. Got a comment here uh from Scott uh, L. As well, saying, uh, not Allen is related, but former St. Louis Blue player Bob Plager passed away today in a car accident. I never saw him play, but I know he was big with the Blues and alumni in the St. Louis communities. Grumpy re- might remember him.
1: Absolutely. The Plager brothers, there were three of them, they played on uh, the St. Louis Blues and right from the beginning of the history of the franchise, 1967 68 season. It was Bob Plager, Barkley Plager, and I think Bill Plager, the three Plager brothers. Really unfortunate to hear that. Uh, I heard that he was really big with the Blues alumni. You hear about it talk a lot on uh, the Blues pot uh, on the Blues uh, NHL games, and uh, just really a good hockey family, and really a sad day for St. Louis for certain. And he was a good player, really good. I mean, here, here's the thing: you got to remember, there are only what. Uh, Twelve teams at the time, and to be an NHL player, you had to be pretty darn good. And all the players played together; it was great.
0: And then uh, Frank K saying the refs screw the Islanders more than anyone. The league hates them, and it kills the Islanders. It kills that the Islanders uh, had a dynasty, and the Rangers never will. It's blatantly obvious.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you, I, you know, I'm not one to criticize the referees most of the time, but when you see some of the stuff that goes on, and you see like. I'm gonna go back to Monday's game. All night they were interfering, hooking, holding, slashing Barzell. And then you call in the last two minutes of the game, you call a penalty on Nicoletti, And okay, it was a trip, and it was, but it's borderline. But you call that in the last two minutes of the game when you let everything else go the whole rest of the game. Those are it just it drives me crazy. I mean I remember my dad when he was alive. He he said he was gonna can we write to the who can we write to? Like watching, you know, hey, he was older, right? It was like, hey, we're gonna send a telegram, and we're gonna write a letter and send it to the NHL office. Who can we send it to? We see these penalties go on and they're not getting called, and then we see something go the other way. I mean, it even it even drove the grumpy old man's old man crazy. I mean, and it, it is, it's frustrating, it's super frustrating. And I watched it, I'm like, I cannot believe you call that penalty unledy after you let everything else go. Oh, Maybe that's why the Flyers looked so good the other night. You know, they were allowed to interfere and hold all night.
0: <laughs> I want to get you touch a little bit on Matt Barzol. You said he was disinterested, though. Okay, I didn't say he was disinterested. He looked disinterested.
1: Yes. Don't say, don't put words in my mouth. I'll tell you exactly what I said. I thought he looked disinterested. He just didn't. And I don't know if it was because Leo was on the line. I mean, you know, he doesn't have a left winger. He's just playing with Everly. I don't think Everly played particularly well. But I thought, for me, that's the first game I've seen him look disinterested. And he didn't even play a whole lot the first two periods. I think Butch said he played like 11 minutes. And uh, Butch went against the company line there and saying he thought Barry should put him in more. Uh, Probably Butch got fined, you know, after that comment. Who knows? But – I mean, I, I just, but I don't think his play warranted extra ice time. But here's the thing: the only guys who really deserved to play in that game on it was a third line, because the second line was a disaster out there, and so was, so was, uh, so was the fourth line. I mean,
0: I'm, I'm telling you, going forward, I really do believe that that third line is going to be a difference maker for us. I really do.
1: I, I, I love the speed element to their game and i tell you what wallstrom's a goal scorer you know how you can tell because you see things that other players would take shots at hit the boards he has a bad shot it bounces off it goes in the net that's he just has that goal scorers luck and that was a, that was a really that he dug that puck out snapped it right in there i mean uh it was fantastic it was he, really- also hit,
0: he also hit the post earlier on in that game too yeah. or maybe it's a crossbar i think
1: yeah i mean he had him beat i mean the he has improved so much. I know I've said it numerous times before. When I watched him in the World Juniors a couple of years ago, I'm like, ugh, I don't know. just shot was always there, but I'm like, man, he didn't seem like he had a whole lot of compete. He didn't seem like he was a really good skater. I mean, you look at him now, it's freaking night and day. I mean, I, I wish we could do a night and day segment, like just – post some stuff up there, like TJ with the little Videotron, show, hey, here's here, here's here, look at the difference, you know, something like that. But I'll leave that to TJ. I mean, you know, if anything, we have no merchandise. (laughs) You know, he's got himself some fancy new camera thing. Me, you know, I get criticized all the time. They criticize my lighting, you know, everything. I don't know.
0: Here, Well, I think it's interesting you bring that up. Who do you really give credit to for that? For what? For the change in mindset.
1: Development? um, I mean...
0: I mean, the change in mindset, I think, is what you're talking about there. When you say that, hey, he looked... you know, When he was originally in World Juniors, uh, the compete level maybe wasn't there. I mean, you're not the only person to have said that with his World Juniors performance either. But, I mean, who do you really give credit to? I mean, like, obviously, there has to be an introspective point there for the young man where he's got to make that change. But, I mean, the Islanders organization, I think Barry Trotz, too, is also... To thank there for that too.
1: It's, it's him. It's him. A good coach. And Barry Trotz is a good coach. Um, you know, I rip him because he does some dumb crap. Absolutely does. He's not infallible, but he's a good coach, right? I mean, he's certainly one of the top five coaches in the NHL, without a doubt. And a good coach gets that out of a player. And he's, I don't know if it's him or if it's Lambert or who it is. But the kid has a, made a quantum leap jump. I mean, he really has. You think about it, Barzell. Even the, the the last game aside, his game this year has taken a huge step forward. And I and I've been critical of Barry Trotz for ripping him in the press, and I think it's negatively affected him in some way, shape, or form for where he was at the beginning of the year.
0: But, you don't think it's just Anders Lee not being on the line? Oh, uh, uh, you know that's 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 what people are throwing out there. All I'm going to say is. I try to represent all the party's beliefs there. Do you think that is also having an effect? I mean, like to a certain extent, I'm sure it does, yeah. right? You have yeah. Anders Lee on the line, and now you've got Leo freaking Kamaroff. I mean, that's gonna affect any line. That's gonna affect the chemistry. I mean, that's a significant downgrade, no?
1: Yeah. But I, and I like I said, I felt I thought that could have had it. When you only when you're only playing, it's a two-man line in essence. I could see where and here's the thing. What did the Flyers do? Three guys on Matt Barzell. Two guys directly on him and one guy kind of shadowing him from a distance. I mean, that's what happens when you don't have enough talent on your team where they can focus all their attention on one guy. And I think that frustrates him.
0: I think talent on the line, not the team. I think the line.
1: Well, if we had more talent on the team, he'd have better line mates. Uh, Okay, let's be honest, right? He'd have better line mates.
0: A little workaround, but I got you.
1: Okay, but you you know what I'm saying. I mean, look at how Boston plays him. Two guys on them all the time. I mean, I mean they don't have to worry about everybody else on that line. It doesn't. And Andrews Lee was on that line at that time. They didn't have to worry about him unless Barzell did something fantastic. It wasn't going to happen for that line. But uh, I digress.
0: Uh, well. We've got another comment here from Michael is saying, TJ, do you think Anders Lee has outplayed Patrick Kane this year? Oh, my gosh. More in a school of thought that misrepresent my words and misrepresent the comment I made three years ago. Incorrect.
1: That uh, was no misrepresentation. No misrep- <laughs> <No> misrep-
0: <laughs> Holy shit. shit. Holy shit.
1: At all. No misrepresentation at all. You, you have you an aneurysm. You'd rather have Anders Lee than Patrick Kane. That's what you said.
0: Are you having an aneurysm, Grump? Uh,
1: yeah, when I heard that comment from you a year ago, it did spark an aneurysm.
0: <laughs> no, what I said was at the time period, Lee was more important to the team and, and the sake of the Islanders, uh, the Islanders as a whole for that year than Patrick Kane was. I told it again, and I, the reason being is because of what he brought off the ice in the leadership. And he, I think, I've always thought this. He perfectly encapsulates what it is to be an Islander and what it is to be part of this organization. I've always thought that.
1: Okay, That's not what you said. We're not. We're not going to get into this again. I swear. If I had any type of technical expertise whatsoever to pull up that old podcast, because it just shreds you. It shreds any credibility you have. Um, <laughs>
0: The funny thing is that's back when we used to be solely on SoundCloud. We used to have to pay there for SoundCloud every year and everything like that. Um, But uh, yeah, we don't utilize that anymore. So I'm not even sure. I'd have to go reactivate the SoundCloud Unlimited or something like that to actually access that particular clip. At, we'd be looking and searching there for a while. Uh, David C. though, saying the fire hydrant is looking sharp. TJ, thank you again. We're going to be adding more islander stickers and stickers in general. If you guys have any suggestions, there, uh, it, I do it looks, appreciate it.
1: You know it looks like a banker's fire hydrant.
0: I'm not a banker, whatever you just keep you calling want. me a banker. I'm not you, a banker. All
1: right, you take money from people all right and you invested it or something <laughs> whatever you do i don't know but here's the thing it's so regimented let's make sure that this one is straight no overlapping in any way shape or form man you should have that stuff blistered with stuff on there overlapping everything and so it'd be fun to look at and, oh let's look at this here's a stick here's a puck here's
0: want, my, okay. if you can't notice there is a lot of empty space on this so sorry i didn't want like one section like this to be filled and You talk about my job. My job is to fight with people online regarding the Outers. That's my full-time job.
1: Ugh, well, it's
0: to stir shit online on social media. No, I, I don't do that. I very rarely do I do that.
1: That's why I actually get social media. I bet everyone would love me. No one would ever criticize me.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Scott L saying, Dobson off the protocol list but didn't travel with the team to Boston. Yeah, they said he was on a ramp-up period or something like that, if I understood correctly. We
1: have covid
0: Yes, I think he had to have had COVID okay. to be out there for more than 10 plus days. I mean, like it was, was it like nine or 10 days? He had to have had COVID.
1: Okay. It'll be welcome to have him back. That's for certain. Uh,
0: again, like, look at, we didn't miss really a stride when he, I mean, we did. I think we lost two games since he's been out. But in the same token, I mean, like, Noah Dobson is a big plus to have back. You know, we will welcome him back on the roster with open arms. Yeah. I
1: love the young guys on the team. I absolutely love the young guys on the team. Let's dump some of the dead wood and just more young guys.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny. I've got a lot of comments here talking about how the NFL referees are the most crooked of all the bunch, and they're bringing up Super Bowl games. They're bringing up different games of how referees absolutely blew and missed it. We're getting some Tom Brady comments in there. Again, just, just not to show them, just, just to let you know, as a whole, people are just talking about the NFL probably more crooked than the NHL when it comes to officiating.
1: Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, it happens in the NFL for certain. I mean, they got the girl referee who just sucks. I mean, she's got to look at somebody else before she makes a call. Hey, she's the best possession this year. Really? Why? Because she can stare to her left and her right to get a call from somebody else?
0: Anyway, moving along there. Bush says, Hickey's game is a plus trading value will go up more the more games he plays. I think Trotz, uh needs to give him a rest. Or give Green a rest, Andy Green a rest.
1: I've been saying it all year that Andy Green was going to be a guy who suffered with multiple games like that, playing three games a week, four games a week. And once again, Grump Stradamus was spot on. Uh, And Hickey, the first two games, hasn't embarrassed himself as much as he usually does. I thought he was pretty good the first game. I thought he was a little less so last game. Uh, But, I mean, we have a lot of defensemen. Uh, I don't think that. Hickey's gonna get traded. Uh, I think they like him. Honestly, they like him as a seventh defenseman. And as long as he's a seventh defenseman, I don't have a problem with him. The only problem I ever have is when he's in the lineup.
0: <laughs> it's interesting you mentioned that. I think he's done I think he's done a good job. I, I really wasn't sure what to expect from Thomas Hickey, not having played really in close, it was a year and a half. Um it doesn't look like he's out of place.
1: Well, it's funny because they did shift up the defense pairings a little bit uh, for portions of the game on Monday where, you know, Pulak and who And I think I think Pelik has not looked good recently. I mean, he's getting walked around a couple of times. And Pulak's been a little sloppy with the puck. I mean, they're still our best defense pairing. But uh, they haven't been as locked down as I'd like to see out of them. And they had Letty team with Green. Uh which I thought was, I mean, interesting. And then Hickey with Mayfield, uh, maybe a more calming influence, having Hickey back there, Uh, you know, with Mayfield, less minutes. I mean, maybe that's what we look at. And the less minutes for Hickey, the better, I guess, you know, as far as I'm concerned.
0: But I I think the central point, though, Andy Green does need a rest. I thought, again, like he looks slow. He doesn't necessarily look like uh, the defensive we saw last year towards the bubble or in the playoff time period. He can't. In my opinion, it's better to give him adequate rest throughout the remainder of the regular season because he needs again. Like, if you wanted to be there ready at full capacity for the playoffs and the playoff push, you have to make sure you give him the adequate amount of rest. He's thirty-eight year old defenseman, and again, like, you only have so much tread on the tires.
1: And as I said earlier, this uh, earlier in earlier podcast, I think Dobson's really carried him this year for the most part. I think Green still serves a purpose as a mentor, uh, but. Dobson has certainly surpassed. He's the uh, pupil has outgrown the teacher. Out
0: Alexander, it's a funny mention that Scott Mayfield has been horrible this year. Um, I thought he did better on Monday, but yeah, as a whole, this year has not been a good performance there by Scott Mayfield. We talked about that last podcast too. I think he's been somebody have been unbelievably over underwhelmed with. I'm sorry this season.
1: To me, it just accentuates the loss of Devontae's because. He made Scott Mayfield look really freaking good, and we gave him away for two second-round picks because we mismanaged the cap. Thank you, Lou. Uh, you know, that's what happens when you got to trade young, budding defensemen, not even a year and a half into his NHL career, and you give him away for two seconds.
0: Oh Goodness gracious. I uh, is also saying, I hope they keep Leon long-term injury through the whole summer. So maybe that they do have more ability to go ahead and sign and have more more ability there for financial maneuvering there. So until you go ahead and offload somebody there uh, to the Seattle Crack, and you'll have that available cap space where you can go ahead and sign back Sorokin, you can sign back Pelican Pavilion.
1: Yeah, I mean, I there would why what why why would they take him off of that until he's ready to play? That's the only time that you take him off. I'd like to see him put Andrew Ladd on long term injury. I'm sure if he walks across the street, he's going to pull a muscle and blow out an ACL, just dump him on long-term
0: injury. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, David C. wants to know, Grump, would you swap out green for Hickey when Dobson returns, probably on Saturday?
1: Uh, I don't I don't like Hickey in any way, shape, or form. I think
0: He's he played very, well, though, this two-game stretch, no?
1: He played well the first game. The second game, not so much, obviously, because they – Put him as a third pair. I mean, I just – I don't know. I'm just I'm just not a Hickey fan. Green has not looked great. But Dobson could even probably even make Hickey look good. I, I just – here's the thing I hate about Hickey. He thinks he's a forward. He thinks he's a freaking forward. He forgets the defense and defenseman is actually part of his job description. That's the problem I have with Thomas Hickey always have He thinks he's a freaking winger. He thinks he should go down right there in front of the net, try to score goals. And he's not good at it. It's like Leo Komarov in front of the net. You're not getting anything out of that.
0: You know one thing I'll never forget, though, Grump? I was trying to pull it up earlier. Do you remember when Thomas Hickey flattened Zidane O'Chara? Absolutely flattened Zidane O'Chara. You want to talk about that monstrous hit. I'll tell you, Thomas Hickey could throw the body around. He's laid some monstrous hits throughout his time, none bigger and greater than flattening the mammoth himself in Zidane O'Chara.
1: He's a pit fan. That's
0: what he is. Oh, come on. He's, he's not,
1: I mean, yeah, I remember the chart hit. I'm surprised you don't have that on an endless loop.
0: I tried the- to, that's what I was trying to look for earlier. I wanted to see if I could pull it up just like with a click Google search. I wasn't able to. So I'm not sure how much digging I'm going to have to do because I love that hit. He flattens them. You know what it was? Zedano Chara was supported by, the, you know, by a thousand support beams behind him. You know, as Thomas, he was skating and he had to come to a complete stop just through a little bit of a shoulder. It was such a huge, Herculean shoulder throw that he knocked down all those pillars and Zedano Chara all at once. If I recall that fish story correctly, I think that's how it happened.
1: So let me ask you a question. When you put in. Thomas Hickey body check. I'll bet you come up with no results, right?
0: No, he, he had, like, huge ones, like Thomas Hickey body check against uh, Jonathan Druin, all this other stuff. When I did type in originally, Hickey knocks down Zdeno Chara. it, it actually said, you have misspelled this, type in hockey. So I did find that kind of funny.
1: Okay. Yeah. What does it tell you? He's not even good enough to be in, on Google search.
0: We've got here Alexander saying, TJ Grump, do you see a scenario where they move Everly to the left wing and bring up to the right, Wallstrom up to the right wing on the first line?
1: No. No. Nope.
0: I was about to say, that third line, that third line is playing so well. and, and Again, I, I think our third line is better than most second lines in the NHL. I mean, they're gelling. Everything's going well there for them. I think jean Gabriel Peugeot's done an excellent job, even though he's a third-line center. He's not a third-line center.
1: No, but I like him on the third line. I, I, I like. That's when we get. That's when you get into trouble when you try to elevate guys above what their talent level dictates they should be. Leo Komarov, Michael Del Cole. they're very serviceable as fifth or sixth line players. But for some reason, we put them on the first and second line. I can't believe I didn't even get a response from you, TJ, when I said fifth and sixth line players. Honestly.
0: I, I- I I, I let you, again, like I let you finish your point because if I speak over you, the, the sound comes muffled for all parties. So I was letting you finish.
1: I'm going to say because you had no response. But to my point, the greater point is when you have to have guys play above what their talent level is, you're just asking for trouble. I mean, and I can rip on Leo Komarov because he's not a first-line player, but if he played – he's not really even a fourth-line player anymore. But if he was on the fourth line, he wouldn't look as out of place as he does on the first. The same thing with Michael Del Cole. He's – in the real world, he's a fourth-line player.
0: A third- or fourth-line winger.
1: He doesn't produce at all. Not at all. He's a fourth-line player. He brings energy, and kudos to him, honestly, from a kid who scored a lot in juniors – and can't put the puck in the ocean if he stood on the side of a pier now, and but somehow he's on the second line. I, it just to me, you're just asking for trouble. You ask those guys to too much, and you expose them. That's what happens.
0: Gotcha. Alexander is saying also, Grump. Is there any Flyer player that you hate the most?
1: Jesus. I mean, I, honestly. I,
0: I don't want you just to list the entire freaking roster of all Flyers in the history of the sport, but uh, if you had to pick one who you hated the most in the history of the Islanders and who you hate most on or – I'm sorry, the history of the Flyers and who you hate most on the Flyers team currently.
1: It's got to be that, that no-tooth bastard Bobby Clark I guess he was just a sneaky little piece of shit. He'd always stick guys. He'd start fights. And then the rest of the goons would come in and jump. This is before they had third man in and everyone day jump them. I mean, I, you know, and he, he do Ken Lindsman nickname, the rat. I mean, you got a nickname like that. You know, you're on the flyers. Moose DuPont, the stork, Johnson, all of them. I hate all of them. Every single one, Bill Barber, the diver. Woo. I mean, look up Bill Barber dives. I mean, that's on YouTube. I mean, shit. The kid could have been – he could have been the damn Olympics. I mean, he, I mean, seriously, when he dove, it was like at least five – I mean, he was good at it, but it's like, holy crap. I mean, you don't even see this in movies. men <laughs> couldn't make dives like that.
0: Michael
1: it couldn't make dives like that.
0: Prime P is saying Sorokin stole the game, but I had to hear from certain Islander fans. What a great idea to have Kamaroff on the first line Needless to say th- I was in a lot of arguments.
1: Okay. Here we go. Here we go. There's a couple of things. Uh, here's the thing. I, you know, I've been so nice this whole podcast trying to be nice because TJ says I'm too negative, even
0: though. Oh, you know, stop.
1: That's yeah, okay. right. It's not true. Okay. Butch called Kami. That's Kamarov, by the way. But since he's a Russian, he's commie. A, a stabilizing influence on the first line. Uh, what? He's he's an absolute liability on the first line. What's the stabilization that he never leaves a defensive zone when they're in there two against five? I mean, I I I, I mean, I, it's just I, I can't even believe it. And then they made the thing how Matt Barzell who said who said this that Anders Lee. Made Matt Barzell a better player. Please, Hill. He only doesn't stand in front of the net. I mean, he's like a tent pole. That's what he does. I mean, he's a dime store Indian. He just stands there. That's it. That's what he does. He doesn't move. He had nothing to do with Matt Barzell. He benefits from Matt Barzell.
0: We or YouTube. I, I have. I listened to that partially, but I I stopped listening for this next comment. Now Jerry Springer. <clears throat> Former mayor Cincinnati has some of the most outrageous comments and questions that are asked on this podcast. Well, he's got a comment for me, Grump, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna post this up here. And I'm gonna read it. TJ, why do you have more hair in your Facebook profile pictures than you do on the live stream? Are you in denial about your receding hairline? Damn. <laughs> Uh, you're going to be looking like grumpy by the end of the podcast at this rate, which, which you're uh, at, which you're receding. Y'all talk a lot about AJ for two dudes that are rapidly balding for certain. I talk a lot. Yeah. The hair is receding back like Napoleon at Waterloo. That's okay though. It just is what it is. You know, I'll just shave it all off when it gets to the point where it's a, Ill reco- in recon- where you can't be reconciled. It cannot be reconciled. Um, that being said, you see my hair, though. Shit, at least I don't know how to put product in it when it's not flying all over the place. I will oh. tell you that much. I do that, though, with the hair. But, yes, the hair is receding. Those those Facebook profile pictures, oof. I don't know how old they are. I think that was when I was still playing football. I was back when I was, like, 310-plus pounds. When I was looking like a like a warthog. So that was many years ago. Now, you know, 27 creeping on in there to 28 years old. I mean, the hairline's receding. There's only so much I could do. Not everybody is gifted with a beautiful locks of hairs like yours, Jerry, and like Frank K. So there's certain people where I'm like, Oh, that's nice to have that good head of hair, but eh, it is what it is.
1: Oh, I love this comment by Jerry Springer. It's the best one of the night, honestly, because nobody's been complimenting me. So this is the next best thing, Ripping TJ. It's <laughs> I don't know. T.J. kind of lets everything slide off him like, uh, you know, water off a duck's back. You know, he's always a little fence rider or a Pollyanna guy. But boy, you pick on his hair. Listen to him. He even attacked A.J. a little bit. That's my job, by the way. And you want to know why I talk about A.J.'s hair? Because she's on freaking television. That's why, not because she has more than me. I mean, every woman should have more hair than I do realistically, okay? But it's the fact that she doesn't comb the damn thing and doesn't put any spray on it. I mean, Shannon knows that you have to put condition in your hair. (laughs) Shannon knows you got to put product in your hair to get it to look straight. Nobody's told AJ. I mean, they need to tell her that. That's just constructive criticism, criticism from the grumpy old man to my pal AJ.
0: I even use conditioner, Grump, on the little hairs I have. I've got to. Imagine how quick they would all be gone if I wasn't using conditioner.
1: I don't put conditioner in my hair because it, I have too much hair uh, come out my hands when I use conditioner. So. <laughs> and I, I am follically challenged. Don't call me bald. That's like, politically incorrect. I'm follically challenged.
0: That You know yeah. what? That is, Grump. Anyway, moving right along there, I like the comment though, Jerry. Uh, Angela's saying, "Grump, did you get your retro Kamarov jersey yet?"
1: No, I didn't get the Russian national team jersey from Kamarov yet.
0: Oh goodness gracious! Oh goodness. Here we go. This was saying, "Brush is saying, Grumpy is in a weird form so far."
1: It's because TJ attacked me. He attacked me. He said I attacked I was, you. He said I was way too negative. I was too mean to certain members of the Islander organization. I'm too mean. Oh, grumpy old man, you're too mean. You need to be nicer. You need to be nicer to these, these guys.
0: Oh, goodness
1: gracious.
0: TJ's <laughs> licking weasel. That's me. Uh, Scott L is saying, Sorokin, the stone wall.
1: No. No.
0: It We're doesn't
1: have, to have a wall reference. Maybe they call them plexiglass or something like that. Everything bounces off. I don't know.
0: Brian Jay saying he's going to want a big contract. Is Varlamov going to Seattle or another team next year?
1: No way, they're they're going to protect Varlamov
0: for certain. They will. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think Varlamov's going anywhere. Varlamov's played extremely well this season too. So and, and what
1: we don't what we also don't appreciate, he's probably a really good. It's good to have him on the team with Sorokin because I mean, as well as the kid speaks English. I mean, think about it. He's only been doing it for since. Whenever the uh, what since last July that he's you know learning English or certainly speaking within English con- speaking countries, uh, he's Boy, coming that. away, but it's nice to have somebody like Varlamov who does speak his language so he doesn't be a lot of place. I think that is really overlooked. And uh, uh, here you go, I'm gonna say something nice about, about Luna. That was a really good move. Oh,
0: for everybody that has. You know, the grumpy old man with a positive outlook bingo board, you can brush that off. I know you haven't you haven't had to use it, or maybe you've had it, but you haven't placed any actual pieces down since the 1980s. But you could definitely sure as hell fill out almost an entire board with tonight's performance.
1: But uh, I, but those are things I've said about Lamarillo before, though. That's why he signed Varlamov. I thought the term was too long and the money was too much. No one was offering him that. But it helped get Sorokin here. I've always said. Now, here's the thing: that's an overpay from an older veteran, which is a dumb thing to do, Lou.
0: But- we, we always knew that we he had he had to overpay in order to get. I mean, it was always part of the plan to get Sorokin over here was to, to overpay to get Varlamov here. And you mentioned a point about him speaking uh, Russian being his native tongue there, and Sorokin also or, or uh, Varlamov also having you know the same exact background there. People forget. I, I think that's a good point. People do forget. I mean, goalies are going to spend more times in meeting rooms with their fellow goalies, just like defensemen are going to spend more time in meeting rooms there in a defensive focus, just like forwards are going to spend time in meeting rooms specifically dedicated to the forwards at times, you know, when you're not in just like a group meeting. So, again, like he spends more time with Sorokin spends more time with Arlamov than anybody else on the team.
1: Yeah, really, and it's, it's really uh, underappreciated. I mean, Varlamas uh, has been good. I don't think he's been – he's had stretches where he's played really well. But to me, uh, it's the system more than anything else. But what he brings uh, uh, out, off, the, off the ice is just as beneficial when dealing with Sorokin than what he brings on the ice, I feel.
0: We got a comment here from Frank K saying, is Sorokin more talented than Daniel, Danny Lorenz or Tom Draper?
1: He's even better than Mike DeGreek-Belaniadis. And Sammy Mata Dots. I mean, you know, he's way better than those guys, too.
0: <laughs> uh, Matt S. is saying the reference sites need to improve their websites. That's all I'm saying. That's all the point I was trying to get across there, Grump.
1: Well, here's the thing. I like that website because all I, I don't look at the, the guys' faces at all. I could care less what they look like. Um, but I love their numbers. I think they're num- they're, they do a really good job at that. That's my go-to page for everything, for stats-wise.
0: David C. is saying, TJ, when is the Grumpy Old Man hoodie available for purchase? I'm still working on it. I'm coming up with the design. I want to make sure it's a cool design, too. Uh, So the design process is going to take me a bit. The edit won't take me too long. I I want that
1: trademarked for me, the Grumpy Old Man. I don't want somebody else using my image to profit. That's all I'm saying.
0: Well, you know what? I just am going to come out there. I think that the design is going to be so sleek that it's going to be anything out there, grumpy old man merch in the market. How about that?
1: And it's got to have, like, you know, like those old, uh, you know, like the old Corvettes with the uh, the big front wheel guard. And, like, yeah, that's what I want. Something cool. I got like Hot Wheels, something really flashy.
0: <sighs> well, yeah. Grumpy old man. We'll have to talk about what design-wise we want, though. I've got one, one design already completed, working on a few more, got a few ideas. We're working on it, though. The <laughs> toughest thing is I couldn't actually get it uploaded to the website. So I've got to figure out. I've got to contact the people back office-wise to actually get everything to save over because, like, I could do the edits. I'm just i struggling on a technical aspect, which is, I know, a shock there. It takes me a while to get everything technically sound.
1: And Does it have me with a smile? Or with this kind of like hmm.
0: I wasn't gonna have a picture of you.
1: Oh, see me, that, that's the selling point. That would sell. I'm gonna tell you right now. They would be anyone who gets that that sweatshirt or that t-shirt would be the envy of all their friends. Like, who is that grumpy old man? I gotta get myself one of those. That's what they would say.
0: Oh goodness. Uh Brian P is saying, I'm convinced Trotz is punishing Barzal. Oh
1: goodness. Uh he has punished him in the past. Absolutely has. I don't think he did on Monday, though. I just I just, I just, just haven't seen him play. Like I said, he looked disinterested. And I'm like, why? I had to ask why. Why is he like that? Because he's never been like that. He's always 100 miles an hour all the time. But he just didn't look like he had. Maybe he just had a bad game. But I just felt it was fair, since the Grumpy Old Man is always truthful and always fair, that even when one of my favorites has a bad game, I got to call him out for it.
0: Good. I'm glad. And again, like I like it being fair, fair and impartial. Uh Bruce K is also saying here, Trotz continues to put Leo in the lineup regardless on what line he want, what line um he's on. But the Islanders keep winning and the Leo and Leo haters keep crying.
1: Okay. I say they win in spite of Leo Komarov. Uh certainly when he's on the first line, it's like well, right. Well, maybe that's why they only played, you know, 11 minutes through two periods was because, well, Leo's on that line. We're not going to play him.
0: Goodness gracious. And Alexander, right after that, says, Leo's comments after the postgame had me rolling when he said, oh, I'm just out there staying out of the way, LOL, because you're worthless. Oh,
1: God. Well, I mean, really, is that what you want, a first-line player to say, well, I just want to stay out of their way? Let them do their thing. I'll just hang around in the defensive zone. Say, "Go, guys!" I mean, I, yeah. I all right. Like I said, he is what he is. He's he was a really good player five years ago for his role, which was third line with with Toronto. He was really good in that role. Just you know, Father Time is undefeated, and it's beating him with the ugly stick. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Brad
0: Crawford, another YouTube comment uh, about the expansion rules. From what I read, the Islanders can protect Varlamov, Sorokin is exempt, and they have to expose a goalie. I don't think Schneider counts because he hasn't played enough games.
1: They they can protect one goalie and Sorokin exempt. Anybody else is available throughout their organization.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, so again, like if they don't have anybody that they can make exempt or available there for the selection in the expansion draft, then that's just how it is. So, uh, again. Um,
1: but Snyder has been on the roster. He just hasn't played a game.
0: He hasn't, Yeah, he hasn't played enough games to actually like, be eligible there for the expansion draft. Um, gotcha here. Uh, David C. also saying, tweet of the game was from Staple. Said Barzal isn't used to playing with a winger who – Oh. It was not included. I'm sorry about that. Uh, The Wicked 50 Cal says, thank you, Grump. I'm sorry my my comment was subpar as compared to my other ones. Oh, Grump, now you've got them all in his feelings, Grump.
1: Look what you've done. First of all, hey, I gave him a compliment because I like to read his stuff. I like the actor that he's got there. You know, He was a character actor for many, many years. I've seen him in numerous shows. And if you heard the voice, you'd know who I was talking about. Um, But usually he's got really good stuff that just, hey, let me tell you something. It's tough to come up with a nickname on the fly. It really is. It has to. It has to be organic. <laughs> but the worst one was this. What was the Sorokin Wall? I don't know. Whatever DJ called. I, don't I know. said the Russian Wall. The Russian Wall. Forget it. That was the worst of all.
0: Oh goodness gracious! Thank you. Uh, Robin Stewart is saying here: no respect for Islanders rookies in the Calder race.
1: Well, I don't think that Sorokin is. Uh, I don't think he's going to play enough games to get serious. Comp- uh, consideration, considering he's the backup. Uh, so he's not going to be in the running to win it. And the kid from Minnesota has just been off the chain. Uh, he's He gets more fantastic every single game, too. He's a real goal
0: scorer. Quill Kaprizov is his name there. Yeah, um, good.
1: He was in the same situation last offseason that Sorokin was in, where uh, they wanted to get that uh, first-year contract out of the way so that they could renegotiate after this year just like Sorokin did. That's why he's a restricted free agent. The same as with, uh, what's his name again? KK? I'll just call him KK. Kapril.
0: Kapril Kaprizov.
1: Yeah. Okay. The well, funny I-
0: thing, I'll be honest with you, I like the retro jerseys from Minnesota. And yeah. again, like you talk about I mean, Caprizoff has to be exciting to watch a young man like that tearing it up there for the wild. And in a jersey like that, ooh, I like the neon green like that. Almost reminds me a little like the Minnesota Stars.
1: That's the Minnesota North Stars jersey. Oh, it is. Okay. The the orange, the yellow is a little bit different. It used to be more yellow, but I like I'm a sucker for a logo. I love their. You, their regular logo and uniforms. But look at the Kings, uniform, their third uniforms. My gosh, back to the olden days. I just love those uniforms. I love the colors. I love that. And then we got the Islanders. What, speaking what, what do we have left over in the back drawer over there? Throw that out there for our retro jersey.
0: Oh, goodness gracious. Um Speaking of the Kings, you saw that uh, Kaliev – continuing there off to a hot start now 19 games 14.7 goals seven assists there again they they've, they've seem to have turned it up there hold um for on. the Ontario region
1: hold on is up in the NHL still
0: no 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 he's no no he isn't no he's in AHL he's playing on the same line as Turcotte there for the uh the uh, Los Angeles Kings there uh or AHL affiliate
1: how many goals does he have do you know
0: Okay. Seven goals, seven assists in 19 games. That's
1: pretty good. That's pretty good considering how slow he was starting off. First year as a pro, that's pretty good. What about the Connor McMichael? How's he doing for the Hershey team?
0: I, I don't have the numbers pulled exactly up. I'll, start, I'll pull them and I'll give you an update here. Yeah, uh, Robin Stewart, Robert Stewart also says, sounds like Grumpy puts a player ahead of the team, Barzal example.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Sorry, Robin. Now, that's a cute little baby. I, I don't know if that's your baby, if it is congrats no team.
0: that's a meme that's a meme oh, what does it say do you know what memes are grump
1: yeah i know what they are but i can't read i think it says something teacher boy teacher or something Oi, oi, teacher i don't
0: know uh, okay uh, okay i had to ask if you knew what memes were because you didn't know what only fans were today so i just want to make sure you knew what memes. Yeah, that's
1: were. like the memes are like something like where i don't know it's like they have like a little picture and then some words or something right
0: to give you, yeah, essentially to give you an update there. Phil Tomasino, eleven games, five goals, six assists, there, eleven points. Uh, you asked about Connor McMichael. Connor McMichael, fourteen games, uh, six goals, three assists, so only nine points for Connor McMichael.
1: How's my uh, boy, How's my boy Casper doing? How's he doing? And what's what's Casper's plus minus? I'm interested in that. 10 game.
0: games, 10 ga- oh, okay, he's playing for the Bridgeport Sign Tigers. Come uh, on. I'm just interested. I'm just
1: interested to see how he's doing. That's all I's just
0: interested. Come on now. Uh Simon Holmstrom 10 games, 3 goals, 2 assists, 5 total points there minus 8. Good. Yeah, okay. There you go.
1: There you go. That was a wise pick. Good job, Lou. Stop. Stop, job. stop, stop,
0: stop, stop. Great job. Oh, good. Oh, it's funny as soon as we start mentioning it uh David C mentions about uh the three amigos and the pigment challenge Casper. Oh goodness.
1: That's true. I mean you, you had an opportunity to draft to draft someone who could bring some offensive team that, that really needs offense, but we pick another uh, Josh Bailey uh play alike. You know, I haven't even ripped Josh Bailey today. Did you notice that?
0: Good. We didn't even need to have a conversation about Josh. Anyway, moving right along there, Alexander saying, speaking of John Tavares, he's not having a good season. He's getting ripped by guys like Don Cherry. I'll tell you, yeah, he's getting ripped amongst the press. I mean, the Toronto press is way more fierce than any type of press that's out there. I mean, obviously, regarding hockey. Um, but, yeah, he's getting ripped, not having a great and stellar season.
1: Okay. I was not upset. And TJ was upset when John Tavares left. He can – you can – I, 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 I Go ahead Sanders Lee over Patrick Kane. Don't even don't even say you know you were butt hurt when he left. You L- listen,
0: listen, 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 let listen, listen
1: Linda. And then I'll let you then I'll let you go on your little rants and raves. Come on, bring, bring it. Come on. it. Come on. Here's the thing. We all knew that that contract was not going to be worth it at the end of the day because just of when he signed, the way he plays, he's never been a great skater. He's just like And. He's, a matter of fact, he reminds. Me he's a better. He's better than Anders Lee, but the same type of contract where you give a guy ridiculous sums of money for a guy who's not going to age well with just with the playing style that they have. So this is not a surprise to me. I am surprised at this soon. I figured he'd be good probably till he was maybe thirty-two or thirty-three, but it's happened when he's thirty-one. But that's. But if you look at it, that's when guys start. You know, they start to go off the cliff in hockey is when they're thirty-one or thirty-two years old.
0: Let me go ahead and answer you exactly what my thought was on all of this. I love Johnny. I I love him. Don't go, Johnny. You listen to me. You listen to me good here, Grump. All I'm going to say is this. I was upset that we lost him for nothing. That's what I was upset most about. I didn't give two shits. Obviously, I want him on the team. Everybody at the time period wanted him on the team. You would have been crazy to say, no, I don't want John Tavares. Let him walk. Everybody wanted John Tavares back on the team. Everybody wanted that because we had a legitimate coach and a legitimate general manager there stepping in the role. Here's my thing. I was upset that we lost him. We could have dealt him at the trade deadline if he was just honest and forthright about his lifelong intentions on going back to the Toronto Maple Leafs. We did not get any draft capital back in return. You trade him at the deadline, you traded him at the trade deadline, you're looking at at least two first-round picks, bare minimum, that we lost out on because that piece of shit wouldn't tell us what actually his intentions were and kept it concealed. Okay. That's the issue I have with John Tavares. You're right. He's not playing well. Guess what? Players who can't skate, they tend to decline a little quicker, too. Uh, so, again, like we knew that contract was hideous as soon as it was signed there by him. I, again, like I wasn't upset after the contract was signed. And that is going to be one that Toronto is going to be gritting their teeth on towards the end of that contract. That is for sure. Again, you talk about, they, you want to talk about taking a gamble. Man, oh, man, they took an all out gamble by bringing in John Tavares.
1: Well, uh, first of all, this is a family program, so with the language there, young man, don't do that. Um, mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I didn't care that he left. He earned it. That was a Garth Snow blunder. They should have moved him. Uh, when he wouldn't resign the year before and kept on putting it off and putting it off, he should have moved him. Oh, well, he didn't want to get moved too bad. I mean, then sign the contract. We're offering you a boatload of money and you don't want to resign. I'm sorry. The team wasn't good enough to get nothing for you in return. I mean, that was a, a really a bad mistake by Garth Snow. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but if Lou was making those draft picks, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. We just got to have more Caspers or uh, Kronstock, Lund the well, in the minors because they wouldn't have been on the team.
0: Gotcha here, Grump. Moving right along, Robin says, Hey, Grumpy, I'm excited about the W column. I was just only excited about the wins. Not so um, Alexander is saying here also, Wallstrom could be a 40 goal scorer. I'm just saying a safe assumption is to assume that that, that right wing is going to be, that young man's going to be putting up 30 goals year in and year out. I mean, that's a safe assumption. Even when he has down years, I think he can fall out of the boat and still probably come close, if not hit 30 goals year in and year out.
1: Yeah, we don't see too many 40 goal scorers, and certainly not guys who play in the Islander system. Because it's just not conducive to scoring, uh, and you know, it also depends on who he plays with as well. But the kid, the kid has natural
0: ability. is saying, "Don't get the ragging on Nelson. He is our leading goal scorer, and he has been the most consistent in the past couple of years. Again, like he's he's benefited the most from Barry Trots for certain. And again, he's bounced back. The first half of the season was hideous. The first ten or ten or twelve games were really bad for Brock. He's played well then, so uh, well since then, though Grump."
1: And I'm going to say he certainly hasn't played. And as I've said on Angelo, man, I I don't even think I even picked on Nelson today. Um, But he deserves it when I do pick on him. Uh, I don't think he's had a good year. I think the second line has been bad five and five all year. Most of his points, the vast majority, have come on the power play. Uh, And he is the player who has, without a doubt, benefited the most from Barry Trotz. Uh, But I still don't think – I think he's – a serviceable second line center, uh, but I don't think, I think they need to be, that line needs to be more productive. It just does, which leads me to AJ and Shannon, you know, once again, pushing the intelligence angle, angle when talking about that second line. Well, you know something, what it tells me is that they're not producing. When you're pushing some agenda, that just be honest, just say, you know what, even though they're serving their role as playing a defensive game to a fair extent for most part, they're not putting up points. Don't try to sell me that they're smarter than everybody else because they're not, they're not producing. You're just trying to take away from what's actually happening is that they don't score five on five. And that's the
0: truth. That's the truth. We have, I I had to take a quick stop. Now this, this man, Frank Castle here, he sends me, he said, he's always wanted to send a, a comment in, there through the podcast but never is on time there for the live stream i I didn't want to forget about it he says if Sorokin continues his lights out performance do you guys think trots will give him the nod in the playoffs or do we go with good old reliable varlamov would he ride the hot hand even if it's even if that's Sorokin in the playoffs also cool to hear grumpy is an old school wrestling fan on a recent episode grumpy said the phrase pronouns pal uh, right. Does that mean Grump is a fan of a certain wrestling podcast?
1: Something to wrestle with Bruce Prichard, absolutely. That's a that's a real, if you're if you're into wrestling, uh, and old school wrestling, which I certainly am. the New stuff is garbage, uh, but uh, Bruce Prichard uh, was worked in creative for the WWF uh, starting in 1987. He was uh, one of Vince McMahon's right-hand men, and they have a really good podcast. It's a really good, really entertaining, really good podcast. If you're if you're into old-time wrestling, he's really good at it.
0: Do you think, though, I want to get back to the question. Do you think if Sorokin's a hot hand, does he ride him going into the playoffs? Or does he go with good old reliable Varlamov?
1: He's going to go with Varlamov, absolutely. Uh, I would ride the hot hand, and here's the thing. The upside with Sorokin is greater than Varlabon. but you want to see that from Sorokin night in night out. Uh, I mean, we still have what twenty some odd games to go till the playoffs, and just I, about twenty. And I believe we will make them. I don't. I don't see us taking a catastrophic slide here. I think we will make it. Um, I just don't want to play Washington in the first round. Uh, that's to me that's worst case scenario for us. Washington is. They're a team that's going to give us trouble, so. Uh, I, I don't want to play him in the first round. Uh, but I think that we'll, we'll go with Varlamov, certainly to start. And if he has a big game, he might bring Sorokin in. But you got to remember, Barry's all about the veterans, right? I mean, he just is. Young guys really, they have to be so much better before they get a shot. Uh, hmm. Where I'd rather go with the young guys and live through the growing pains just for the upside.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Robin Stewart. Now, this is they got a few comments here that I know he's got a few comments here, or he or she has a few comments here in a row that I think uh, that you're going to like here, Grump. He says, so Grumpy is saying if Barzal goes on the COVID list, we start losing. And then Robin also says, Barzal is lower in importance than about five players, five of our other players on our team. Don't get me wrong. I like having them. Holy shit. Grump, I'll let you take it there first. Matt Barzal underneath five other players on this team. He's Holy the most shit. important offensive
1: player this team has. Nobody else is even close. Not even close. Here's the thing. He has recency bias, so he's got to be young. I'm going to say Robin's probably
0: young. I don't know. That's a meme as a profile pitcher. Maybe we're talking about like a middle-aged or older. I don't know.
1: No. I got to say he's got to be younger um, because Matt Barzal – the team goes as Matt Barzell goes. When Matt Barzell is on his game, we win games easily. When he's not, we struggle. Every game's a slog. That's what he brings to the table. And I don't know what five players he's talking about. I'm probably he's going to say I, – I I just hope he doesn't say Baylor.
0: <laughs> I'm right. sure he's going to say whoever's cool. in net that night, Nick Letty. I'm sure they're going to say players like Brock Nelson, Anders Lee. I, I promise you those his, are going to be the players there.
1: Here's where I predict his five are going to be better. Average Anders, Crock Nelson, the king of the secondary assist, Thomas Hickey, and Leo Komarov. Stop. Those are the five that are better than Matt Barzai. those are <laughs> the five guys I think are just the worst.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bush is saying Forsberg doesn't fit into the, the trot system, little we'll, uh, head or face palm.
1: I disagree. I disagree. He he play he comes back and he he comes back and plays defense. He absolutely does. Hmm. I think he'd be great for that first line. We'll just agree to disagree, brush.
0: Robin also saying there, Comroff creates havoc in front of the net. That's where you score five on five.
1: Yeah, but he, it's in front of his own net. That's what he does. He stands in front of our own goalie and blocks him.
0: Alexander then chimes in saying, Gar Snow's drafts, dra- Gar Snow drafts was not were not horrible. That's true. Gar okay. Snow, Snow really got a few gems through the draft later, too, in the draft. He had screwed up so many drafts and been miserable through so many drafts. But it seems like right after he gets the boot, all these players he had recently selected start coming to fruition, and you see what they really have.
1: Well, that's what good coaching will do for you. Um, but that said, he was picking the top five every year. His draft should have been better, and still he might have picked Michael Del Cole, Nito uh Nielsen. I mean, there were a lot of guys who were just not very good – Calvin DeHaan. I mean, these are guys that he drafted that were just, you know, they're average to below average players, and you're picking the top five. DeHaan was later, of course. But, I mean, he traded up five times, in essence, to get Calvin DeHaan. It's like, don't fall in love with guys like that. I mean –
0: it's, it's funny. We had so many comments that just rolled through that I lost some of the comments there because we had so many that rolled through. So I apologize if I didn't get a few of the comments out there in the middle. Um, we got a few comments here. Tommy back is saying, hello, TJ and grumpy old man smile. We're in first place. I will say Grump's been extremely a pleasant demeanor. It's been odd. It's been unique.
1: When here's the thing, even though we didn't play, I mean, our face off percentage was terrible. 17 out of 48. We only won. Uh, AJ was back with her hair. Uh, The Flyers dominated the first period. The fourth line was bad again. Uh, Having to listen to Butch saying that Komarov is a stabilizing influence, having to listen to the announcers say that Lee brought out the best in Matt Barzell, we won the game and beat the dreaded Flyers. So I'm able to gloss over all that ridiculousness and all the, the, the pushing up the Flowers, everything's great with the world. I was able to push that out, push that aside because we beat the Flyers.
0: I like it. Uh, Tommy B is also saying the league also hates the Islanders because they've been losing $20 million a year. That changes at UBS.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's why they hate us or not.
0: But yeah, here's, gonna,
1: here's the thing. They certainly consider us second class citizens and to the, Rangers. to the Rangers, without a doubt, the Rangers are the marquee team in this market. And, but I hate it when, when we do that ourselves, or you hear the media say, well, gosh, you know, the Islanders are, You know, they're a small market team. No, they're not a small market team. They play in freaking New York. They're not a small market team. I mean, they've just been mismanaged for so many years. That's, That's what the issue is. It's not that we're a small market team.
0: Gotcha. And then the wicked 50 cows saying, although if you're going to call a close game, talking about the referees, it better stay that way unless there's something completely irresponsible or egregious. I agree.
1: I like that he used the word egregious once again. See, he made a... I already stumbled a little bit early in the podcast with the comment about, you know, the nickname, but here he is redeeming himself. I like Mm -hmm.
0: it. And Brian P. saying, Wallstrom has a top five release in the NHL.
1: I don't know if it's top five, but it's pretty darn good. That's all I know.
0: David David asking here, why not not put Oliver Wallstrom on the first line?
1: Uh, Because he's playing really well on the third line, and I don't think Barry trusts him to play big minutes. I would love to see that line get more minutes. Here's the thing. Pajot gets his minutes, but he limits the minutes of uh, of Wallstrom, and I don't. I mean, I don't know why. Maybe he doesn't fully trust him, but I think the kids earn that trust, and he should be playing more minutes. When he's out there, we have a chance to score.
0: I, I look at it like this: I love that third line. That third line is the best of shit. Well, we get Don Cherry over here saying that's the best third line in all of hockey because I really do honestly believe Jean-Gabriel Peggio, Oliver Wallstrom, and Anthony Bavillier is the best third line in all of hockey. I that's think it's right. not, not even close to a second.
1: That's why The fourth line is not the best line in hockey anymore, Fourth best fourth line in hockey, but the third line is really, really good. And I'm going to tell you what. Here we go. I'm going to make another one of these statements. In the, in the grand scheme of things, Anthony Bavillier is a third-line player. I don't think he's a top-line player. I don't think he's a second-line player He's too streaky. But I think he's an absolutely spectacular third-line player. I often say Josh Bailey's a third-line player, not as good as Anthony Bavillier. Certainly not going to give you as much as he can give you. But his style is a perfect match for that line. And I, I just think they deserve more minutes.
0: Gotcha. I do. I, I think that, that line needs to be played more in five-on-five five situations because, again, like uh, jean Gabriel Pajot gets occasionally double-shifted. He gets his minutes. I want to see Oliver Wallstrom and Bavillier also getting their minutes as well. They've shown me that that is a, an unbelievably talented third line. The Wicked 50 Cal also said there, uh, there, are, uh, there are other things to find wrong with the refs, but what Tim Peel did is no shock to me. That stuff always happens. Always Spot happened.
1: On. Spot on.
0: Mm-hmm. uh gotcha there and we got uh, david c saying, Tj we need a t-shirt with a side-by- side aj's hair and frank K- frank k's hair name on the shirt says night and day i'm not we're not, i don't we're not gonna use an image of AJ or anything like that we might say like having a bad hair day or something i don't I, I, come on now yeah, come on Chrome. I'm not gonna make a mean shirt like that about her come on
1: it's called run a comb through it that's all you have to do. Just run a comb through it. You don't have that. But I'm not going
0: to say run a comb through it and put like a silhouette image of her and a, her on the shirt. That's not happening. No, I'm not say, do that
1: like you know, one of those one of those little uh, mannequin wigs, mannequin heads that you know you see like you know anywhere, and then just put like some type of wig with hair, sh- you know, AJ's hair on.
0: <laughs> what a film, saying TJ. Enough already about Kane. Just listen to the grumpy old man and zip it.
1: What a film's gotta love it.
0: <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Uh, they're moving and chugging right along there. Um, I don't think we will make a, any big trade. Players like Paul Murray or anybody, uh, for that matter, that will fetch a first-rounder and a prospect, uh, there will be a team out there uh, willing to give it up. Uh, I think Uncle Leo's plan is to use the first-round pick to ship out Andrew Ladd or Lee, I, I'm sorry, I think Lou's plan is to use the first-round pick to ship out Andrew Ladd or Leo.
1: I certainly wouldn't trade a first-round pick for Paul a rental. I, I don't want to give up a whole lot for a rental. If you want to give up some of our guys at Bridgeport, a defenseman who you don't see a whole lot in moving forward, fine. Uh, but... Uh, I mean, you don't want to give a first-round pick for a rental. I've never been a Palmieri fan, maybe just because he plays for the Devils. I don't know. But I've never been a fan of his. I know he scores some goals. Uh, But if you're going to give a first-round pick, you want to definitely dump salary. Lad, Leo, Hickey, Bailey, Lee, all those guys. Throw them all out there with a first-round pick.
0: Tommy B. said, yep, uh, Dobson did have COVID. Um, Brian P. saying here, uh, talking about Barry, uh, Barry usually is bad with young forwards. Verona, Burkowski, Bellows, Hosang, and back in Nashville, it was Radulov, uh, Kostitsin, and others. Um, That is the only attribute I don't like about Barry Trotz. Um, Again, like he's done. You can argue there he's had success stories with other young forwards, though, as well, that have been able to break into the lineup. I think it is pretty difficult, though, to break the lineup because, you know, Barry definitely is a veteran guys coach. But, again, you know, he does a lot of things well.
1: I'd feel better if I felt the veterans that he was playing were as good as the young guys that he's shackling. That's that's the issue I have with him is he's going to lean on the old guys because uh, that's he just likes – dependability and, you know, knows what he's going to get. But at some point, if you really want to grab that brass ring, you got to take a chance. It's like in the movie Tin Cup. Anybody remember the movie Tin Cup? TJ, remember the movie Tin Cup?
0: I've it, seen it, and you mention it more, you've it more. you mentioned it on more than one podcast.
1: I don't think I have.
0: So I can trust you, you have.
1: But you had uh, Kevin Costner, who played Tin Cup, and his rival, who was Don Johnson, of Miami Vice fame, the TV show. Uh, He played David Whoever. is who he played. And the move was to win. To win, you had to go for it, and he wouldn't do it. And he said, that's why you're always in second place, and that's what I feel about Barry Trotz. That's why he's always in second place. He got lucky the one year with Washington, but it's why we're always in second place because to really win, you're going to have to extend yourself and put out a little bit more than you do, and I don't think that he's comfortable doing that.
0: Tommy Baffey saying here 21 8 and 4 with three big road games ahead. Three points would be reasonable.
1: Oh, I'm going to say we got to come away with at least four points out of those three games. Boston's a shambles right now. Hopefully we play tomorrow. Pittsburgh has been playing better. uh, But I want to come away with four points. Look at you.
0: Look at you, Grump.
1: Do you never notice my predictions are always super positive?
0: Very bullish. Yes, I know. we got we have the Bruins there as long as we're able to play there tomorrow. Then we have the Penguins on Saturday and then on Monday. Okay, fair enough. Uh, gotcha. We are chugging along here. This is one I'm throwing up for you, Grom, because it's a honeymooners reference. It says that Dobson's had arterial mono- monochromia. A
1: great television, a really all time great television program. The honeymooners with Jackie Gleason and Art Carney uh, and uh, Jane Jane Meadows and I forget the other one whoever but a uh, fantastic and you think about it, they did that whole show really out of a one room apartment just one room I mean I know they uh, eventually they went to the pool hall one time or to you know a boxing uh, club once or to a roller skating rink but for the most part. Everything was just in that one, uh, that one room apartment, and it was uh, just tremendous, tremendous comedy. And Jackie Gleason was the greatest, without a doubt.
0: Got a comment here from Tommy Baffy. Long-term injury players cannot be chosen in the expansion draft. That protects another player, which is good here.
1: Oh, that means they can protect. They can protect uh, average Anders. They don't even have to protect them, which is good because that's not a guy I'd want to protect anyway. So, I mean, that's, that's the direction I'm going. Now, I don't know where TJ went. He probably had too much to drink, so we had to take a little trip to the bathroom. But that's okay, because maybe now I'll go through who I don't want to protect in the expansion draft, Josh Bailey, uh, you know, Nick Letty. I mean, I know we're only going to go three defensemen. I don't know which three we're going to protect, honestly, but uh, certainly Pulak and Pellick. And I got to think uh, we don't need to protect Dobson. So I would, even though he's not had a great year, uh, I would probably protect Mayfield over Letty. I'd want to get some salary off of there. I mean, Letty's had how many down years in a row, and now, uh, you know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, he had a good year this year, which is great. I mean, good for us. He's playing best that he has in years. Uh, but if that's the way that you know we're going to go, and we want to free up some salary cap, if I was that's if I was the owners, that's what I would do. Because if, if I'm the crack in, I know that they would – who wouldn't jump at a guy who's a top-four defenseman on a defensive-oriented team who makes $1.45 I mean, those are the type of things that I would do. Uh, you know, I'd love to go through some of these comments. I don't know where TJ was, but you know what? Let's have some fun because I know he hates it when I have fun here, but, you know, I'm just going to do it anyway. And I don't know what TJ was looking at, how far he did. Uh, hey, Brian Passer. He said, nice layup, David. That's right, from Tin Cup. Fantastic. Uh, and then. Uh,
0: Hold uh, on, Grump. Are you back to reading comments again?
1: Yeah, I saw one that said uh, Brian Possum brought up, nice layup, David, from Tin Cup. And then uh, 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 Cheech from Cheech and Chong. That's what he said. And that's why he'll always be second place. <laughs> Joyce Randolph. That was the other one. That's right. Oh, goodness gracious. Randolph and Joyce Randolph.
0: Uh Brian J says, where is everyone from, TJ and Grumpy? I am from the central, the central zone, and I guess I'm from the central time zone. Grump is on the east coast.
1: Maybe is, maybe about where we're from, where you're born, maybe. Grump. I, All right. I was born in uh New York, Rockville Center, I think.
0: I was born in North Carolina. Um oh, gosh. Scott, Le- Scott L saying there, DeCrapo crap- De is an AHL player at best. I mean,
1: I, like I said, I don't like to get on him too much because, I mean, he, you know, he is what he is. I mean, and to expect him to be better, to put him on the second line, it's like, why?
0: Hold on. I think Jerry. I think Jerry may have just come in. Don't worry. Don't worry. Just keep talking. Just keep talking, Grump. I gotta go ahead and write this down. There's no way for me to copy it right now. And I have a feeling that
1: Jerry is gonna make TJ's day and show the Thomas Hickey hit on uh, Zedano Chara. I think Chara was leaning down. Maybe he scored two or three goals. He was tired. You know, the whistle was blowing and Mickey and Hickey. I think just kind of stumbled over his own feet, fell, and uh, took out Char's knee and knocked him down. I do remember that play. But it was, it's just so laughable because that's so not who Thomas Hickey is. I remember so many games when he was absolutely Wayne Simmons's bitch down low. And it, it, it just I, I, I'm just not a Hickey guy, I, not, not the person, uh, but just as a player, I mean – A guy who you pick up on waivers because he couldn't hack it anywhere he'd been. Former number four overall pick with the Kings. And all of a sudden, he's a star defenseman for us. I'm like, man, that just shows how bad we were back in the day. And I'm so glad that he's where he belongs, which is as a seventh defenseman. I always said, if Thomas Hickey's in your lineup, your team's not very good. And that's been the case because he's not been a starter for us since Barry's been there and uh that's the way you,
0: I like- you know grump you don't have to continue to keep on going i'm just writing down i I'm, i've got an ear to ear smile on my face right now because mm-hmm. i was hoping i'd be able to pull this hit for us i've always talked about it and i've talked about this hit on different podcasts before we even had the live stream scenario i've never actually pulled a hit up to show you though and i know it was always one of those things where it's like after the podcast we talked about so many different things i've always forgotten to tell you but I think we're in for a treat here. We might be able to pull this up. We're going to be able to pull this up and show it there for everybody there on the live stream. I'm excited about that. Okay, that's fine.
1: You know what else you're not able to pull up because it never existed? Where you told the story where uh, Anders Lee, you know, under some slim scenario was better than Patrick Kane.
0: Oh, my God. And we're still going. I'm I'm (laughs) going to drop it. You keep bringing it up. You know what? Here you go. Work on this here, Grump. Ed's saying, so what can we expect there from the trade deadline?
1: I have to. I don't think we're going to go defenseman. I thought maybe initially we might, but uh, since Hickey has been you know serviceable, uh, they're not going to worry about that. Especially when Dobson comes back. Uh, so I guess we're probably going to go for a winger. Me, like I said again, I'm you know let's push the chips to the center. Let's get Forsberg, uh, but I don't think we're going to do that. I think probably I we'll
0: be way too much. Come on, let's be realistic.
1: Well, you know what? It, it, once again, it's do you really want to win? Do you want to win? Do you do you want to contend for a Stanley Cup, or you just want to say, okay, hey, we'll pick up some rental, we'll win a round, maybe two rounds in the playoffs, and then we'll go home for the summer. I mean, if you're happy with that, that's probably what we're going to do. I'm not. I'd much rather say, hey, let's let's go for the gusto. That's what I'm saying. Let's try to compete for a few years. Let's let's try to get younger. Let's try to get better. That's what I'm all about.
0: Oh my goodness, I have the clip. Grump, I have the clip. Jerry Springer, after that very nice comment about the receding hairline, I do appreciate that, Jerry, um, has come back and made everything all better. I want you to take a look at this, Grump. I'm this watching. is painting. This is pa- Oh, don't worry. I want to paint the picture back in yesteryear. I had to make sure to turn off the volume because if we even play like 10-second clip of anything that like ESPN owns the rights to, they automatically flag everything we post there on YouTube. So I had to go ahead and cut the volume beforehand. But here it is, Grump. This is it. Here's the hit. He's going down there. There it is. Go! Look at that hit, Grump. He takes Chara off of his skates. Can you believe that? Oh, man, I need to go back. I need to go back and rewatch that one.
1: Okay, what what you didn't see happen was that he was too busy all the way down there thinking he's a winger. They gave up a goal the other end because he was out of position. That's Thomas Hickey for you.
0: Oh, gosh. Did you see that hit? Completely leveled Zdeno Chara. Holy! Cr- Not, I, again, he may have his back turned to him. Not many people knock over Zdeno Chara the Grump. Go ahead, you can give Thomas Hickey the respect he deserves. But that was back during yesteryear time periods. I've always talked about that. I'm so happy now we got to actually show you that there. I get to see that 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 grin on your face. Nothing makes me that, happier.
1: That should be your standalone clip for Thomas Hickey. Anytime his name comes up, just show it.
0: I tell you, that's one he'll show to his kids. I knocked down the biggest player to ever play hockey, the biggest, baddest, toughest player to ever play hockey. Boom! Right here.
1: Body check of his whole career.
0: <laughs> uh, Brian P. saying Bobby Clark was one I hate is the one I hated the most.
1: Yep. No tooth. Oh man, I hated him.
0: And then Matt S. is saying Matthew S Essie was saying uh, that allows us to protect Bellows without worrying about any remaining teams uh, he has left. No.
1: I. I mean, any I, games
0: I, he has left. No question. mark.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's what that's what I say. I mean, if you don't have to protect Anders, here's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see him protect somebody like Josh Bailey and uh, leave Bellows unprotected.
0: Bellows has a – They're goals. going to protect Josh Bailey. I really honestly believe that. No. And, and, uh, three, goal.
1: three goals, four goals, what you got, three? He plays on the second line, plays on a power play, plays 19, 18, 19 minutes a game, and he's got four goals all year. And one of the the goalie, the goalie practically put it in the net himself. Mm. Uh, You know, that's, I mean, just uh, sorry. If you want to get rid of some salary, dump some salary, you expose a guy like that. And he might actually be appealing to a team like the Crack because, you know, he is, I mean, he's not really a leader, but he's a good, he's a solid citizen. That's the word I would use for Josh Bailey, solid citizen. Doesn't do anything great. He's going to show up every night. Not gonna produce (laughs) he might actually be first line for them for an expansion team. How about that? (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) When when Josh Bailey's a first line, you know, remember those Jeff Fox? You know you might be a redneck if you know you might be a bad hockey player if Josh Bailey's a first line player, or for that instance, Leo Komarov is a first line player.
0: Greg Frost coming back here. He's saying, Hey Grumpy, you're pretty smart. Why aren't you coaching a team? LOL sarcasm.
1: First of all, I am smart. Thank you very much, Greg. I like Greg's hat. Uh, I'm going to say Greg is probably follically challenged just like us, DJ. Uh,
0: hey, we are accepting applications in the follicly challenged Club, absolutely. and our arms are wide open.
1: Yeah, and he's a little bit older. I can tell by the, the color of his mustache and beard. I tried to grow a mustache. Well, tried. I can grow a mustache and beard, but the color is so bad now that it's like, no. It had to
0: go. <laughs> Brian J. saying shave it, TJ. Holy <laughs> shit. I guess it's time to go ahead and just nair my head. Fair <laughs>
1: enough. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> oh, God. I think your fiance wants you to have some hair for the wedding. She,
0: she does care. want me to have some hair, but I got to let everybody know. Like, everybody on the live stream, everybody on the podcast is saying it's time to shave it. I guess it's time I just go ahead and just destroy the hair. I don't know. Maybe you
1: could get like some of that little spray hair. You, know, you spray it on and it builds up.
0: Do I have to do that every single day before I go to work? Well,
1: just a couple of cans before the wedding should do all right? <laughs> a couple <of> cans. <laughs> Anything. You know, it's pretty bad. How old are you? <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. You're
0: Alexander. Jerry Springer with the burn. Oh, I was about to say, the burn, the burn, the burn. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Oh, gosh, no, Tommy. Tommy's saying, I would, I would like the HJ <laughs> Wild Hair look. <laughs> It's sexy, up
1: there. It's wild. It is. It's just not TV hair. That's all. I
0: mean,
1: like I said, Ross is
0: saying, "Do you judge Butch's appearance?" Yes, most certainly we do. Not appropriate. Butch looks like he's damn drunk or high all the time with the red eyes he's got going on. We give Butch trash all the time for mispronouncing names left and right, just like the cute grandpa you have that just doesn't like. Come on, come on now. But Butch has forgotten more hockey than we know. But man, oh man. You just wonder if it's the end of the line there for Butchie.
1: So was Hey J too, for that matter. Um, but here's the thing: Butch still. You're
0: wearing, talking about his forgotten more hockey than we know.
1: Yeah, for certain. Um, I'm not, I was never a pro hockey player. She was well. She played at a high level, so I mean, you know, they all, you know, whatever. I mean, she played in the Olympics, so she's pretty good. Um, yeah. But yeah, Butch still has those ties that I think he had in the 1970s. I don't think he's updated updated his wardrobe ever.
0: Ever. <laughs> Do I judge Butch's appearance? Yes, most certainly. Yeah, but we fact, judge Butch for everything, and we think he does wrong, too. Yeah. Like, toting in a company line like a shill and everything like that as well. well that, we that, give that, Butch he, criticism, too.
1: But that has his appearance. I mean, we were ripping his appearance. It looked like he was drunk the other, a couple of weeks ago. Or I thought he was sick. I mean, AJ doesn't look sick. It's just her hair looks
0: messed up. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, Brian now is saying somebody needs to tell Butch he needs to let it go and shave his head. Shit, Brian's over here just giving advice to shave heads left and right. Fair enough, Brian. Butch is in the
1: 70s now. I mean, it it is what it is.
0: If I had that type of hair in the 70s.
1: Here's something else to say to Ross. Regardless or not, uh, you're going to have different – women are held to different standards when it comes to being on – on TV personalities they just are uh they have to look better than the guys do that's just that's just the way it is and so you know what hey i'm just holding to the same standards that the nhl does and every other team
0: Goodness gracious. Uh, moving and chug-a-lugging right along there. The Weekend 50 Cal says, not going to lie, though, I'd rather listen to AJ a million times over than listen to Shannon ask terrible questions and offer no insight. One example of a terrible question was when she asked Ilyus Rogan and then it cuts off. Um, again, like, AJ's very knowledgeable. We like AJ. It's not saying that we don't like AJ. We're just saying run a comb through the damn hair. That's all we're saying.
1: We missed I missed AJ when she wasn't there. I thought maybe she left for greener pastures in the middle I, of the season.
0: I love we love anytime anybody who has different insight. We love Mark Parrish, we love AJ. Anybody who can comment that knows the game of hockey at a different level, we Mark, enjoy that insight.
1: Mark Parrish when he was doing games for us a few years ago was the best. I, he was way better than Butch, way better than AJ, way better than the both of them put together. He was fantastic. He's had alcohol issues. Uh, and I think he's doing yes, he has. was doing Minnesota games. But I whenever I saw him, he was a spot guy. He was great absolutely
0: great speaking about it again like i actually tried to reach out there to mark i was like hey, it would be cool a guy to have on the podcast i know he actually does his own podcast or works there with the podcast and he's got like his own like line of alcoholic beverage i think now or something like that so if Not i had to assume that's beverage? no alcoholic beverage oh okay. i think it was a type of liquor or spirits i can't remember this is a while ago now that i looked at this maybe i got to recheck back up so i assume that still was like uh, thank you wicked 50 cali says what was e. Rokin's personality in net?
1: Yeah, well, she does. I don't think Shannon. Well, made, she, I don't
0: think she comes up with the questions. I think she said, "Hey, Shannon, ask these questions."
1: Well, Shannon's like, "What's your favorite color?" You know, stuff like that. <laughs> how many? You know, how many pairs of underwear did you bring up to Washington? You know, since she's you were-
0: the one with the the bubbly personality that can break the ice and puts a smile on people's face.
1: Why wasn't Private Santiago packed the night before? You know, <laughs> stuff like that.
0: You can't handle the truth, Crump.
1: That's right. Just in case anyone didn't get the, you know, what you're going to ask me next about, my phone bill?
0: <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Uh, yeah, Alexander was saying Sorokin movie. and Farlowin. That was a great movie. Oh, for certain it was. Um, yeah, and Brian Jay there saying, I was questioning Lou Lamarilla when he let Leonard go. I was too. I, I th- And again, like, I, you know, ideally you always wanted Sorokin to come over there, but, you know, There was a year-time period where we had just, you know, it was uh, Varlamov and Grice who did well and admirably last season. Um, But, yeah, I thought Leonard was really going to take the next step forward. He struggled mightily so far this year in Vegas.
1: It's a system. More than anything else, it's a system. But Sorokin has a chance, like Brodor did, uh, when the Devils played the left-wing lock or whatever the heck it was they played their neutral zone trap for years and years. Uh, When you have a guy who's supremely talented – those are guys that can go to the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying Sorokin's go to the Hall of Fame. But when you have talent and you have a system that uh, is predicated on cutting down on high uh, high leverage chances, those guys have a chance to be really, really good. And we have that shot with Sorokin.
0: Oh, goodness. Brian J. saying, make sure that receding hairline is perfect, Grump. <laughs>
1: hey, let me tell you something. It's not, hey, it doesn't look like AJ's hair. You don't see it all over the damn place. I know my limitations. AJ shouldn't have realized hers. That's all. <laughs>
0: her. Oh, goodness gracious. Um,
1: I don't uh, even blame her for that. Well, I do now that she's home. But when she was in studio, somebody should tell her. Shannon should tell her. Maybe there's a little bit of professional uh, jealousy there. Shannon's like, yeah, I want AJ to look bad on TV. I don't want to show no, her. He silky and smooth. And AJ's <laughs> going to look like Rat's Nest. And I'm not going to tell <laughs> <him."> <laughs> Uh, that's probably probably exactly what it is little cat fight
0: oh god stop uh scott is saying hate to say this guys but when you got when you do your live cast after the islanders games i can't tune in or comment because i have to work from uh, 10 p.m to 7 a.m um i'd love to tune in and comment but i need i need to make more money for the grumpy old man merch
1: yeah hey let me tell you something. It's going to be a hot sell. I can't wait to get it. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to wear it on every podcast.
0: Here's the question: Grump wants to know, or Tommy wants to know, TJ. If the Islanders win the Cup, can we get Grumpy a scooter in the parade? I'll tell you this. Watch it, Tommy. If I- the Islanders win, I shit. I don't care what's going on. I'm finding a way. I don't care what's going on. Uh, Life wise, I'm going to New York. I want to see it. They make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't know what, what's going to look like if they're going to be playing New York. I would try to do anything. I would cut off my oh, – I wouldn't cut off an appendage. Maybe I'm going a little hyperbolic. I would do anything I could to make it to one of those games. And if they had the parade, poof, I'd be in New York, no doubt.
1: I'm going to tell you what. The grumpy old man's taking a field trip right now because the power is really low on his battery right now. So I'm going to walk everything over. Well, to how the-
0: about this? You don't even have to worry about this. Look at this here, Grump. You. I, I'll take care of it. Go ahead and walk it over there. Get everything set up. And I'll, got, I'll make sure I handle everything from here, uh, grumpy old man. I mean, um, I'm going to be
1: standing up the whole time because, hey, that's what I do. And I don't need a scooter to go to the parade. Absolutely not. What you well, sure you're going to be able to stand that long? What, are you kidding me?
0: You're old now.
1: Yeah, but I, I, let me tell you something. I could walk that parade route with them. No problem.
0: Oh goodness! Uh, Ross also says, check out the Brent Sutter interview from Spit and Chicklets podcast from last week. Great stories from the heyday. I definitely, I you know, I I, <laughs> I wouldn't mind at all. I do like listening to Spit and Chicklets every once in a while. Um, yeah, I so I, I definitely have to be on the lookout there. I'll have to make sure I go ahead and listen to that Brent Sutter there interview. Um, ooh, the Islanders should replace the Fisherman logo with a picture of the grumpy old man, Tom That, that
1: should be that should be our third jersey. Absolutely. Uh,
0: Stop. Oh my God. Oh, nobody wants to see that ugly mug grump. Yeah. There's only so much picture and photo editing I can do to make that, to make that mug look good.
1: I think my face should definitely be on it with a, uh, not a smile, but a frown.
0: Oh, goodness gracious. It reminds me of the
1: Florida Panthers had Spacey in Space shirts. They were the, the rage for the Florida Panthers a few years ago before his, uh,
0: before yeah. his uh allegations before. or before his did he i don't even know if i think he did it. i have no idea i didn't keep up with it. i just know that he so got in trouble there with he abusing did. kids okay oh yeah. or yeah abusing people or something yeah. like that so uh yep uh yeah spacey and space i do remember those way back in the day funny well, thing is i actually bought a spacey and space shirt back when it was popular because like oh, i was a cool little trendy thing hopefully crap that's one of those things where you know you look back on it now, like that has to go in the trash they can't yeah. donate to Goodwill. You can't donate to Goodwill. You can never wear that around again. When you had a Spacey in Space shirt and everything came out with Kevin Spacey, just goes straight in the trash. Um, that didn't take- sorry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> that take didn't age well, the Spacey and Space.
0: not well. No, it did not. It's a meme, too, where it's like he's smiling and he's got like the little Spacey little face on and he takes it down it's actually him. So it's a little meme, too, there, Grump, or GIF. Um uh, the Wicked 50 Cow says, to be fair, I was never a fan of the Holmstrom pick. I wanted Kaliev, just like the grumpy old man.
1: Well, actually, I wanted Tomasino. He was my first choice. And then McMichael and Kaliev, maybe Kaliev even above McMichael, uh, just because he can score.
0: Tommy B. Oh, my gosh. The New York Islanders, not Rushmore, Bill Torrey, Al Harper, Barry Trotz, and the grumpy old girl. Yes, I love Tommy. No. Wow. Oh, goodness gracious. I know we talked about getting Tommy and other members there on the, uh, like a not podcast exclusive, just where it's like, hey, on the page, but just like getting a little coach, coach Tommy Baffey there on the show. Um, so I know we're looking forward to that. I don't uh, know
1: what you're talking about right now. Uh, you're speaking oh, a foreign language to me.
0: Goodness gracious. I'll talk to you after then. Oh Gosh. Uh, Mark saying here, give me Lee's leadership any day over PJ boys.
1: hundred percent, hundred percent
0: agree. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Tavares yeah. way better player, but Lee way better leader.
0: Uh, Ross is saying preach and preach. EJ. I'm not sure what I was preaching about, but, uh, maybe I got something right. That's good to hear. Um, Bingo. Oh, maybe this is what I was talking about there with, uh, with John Tavares. Uh, Brian P. saying, agreed, TJ. I was pissed off we got nothing for him. It's Snow's fault. As soon as he didn't put the pen to the paper, I would have traded him.
1: Right. I Yeah, and like I mentioned, they you know, he said he didn't want to be traded, and Garth Snow kissed his butt. He kissed his butt for, you know, they wanted to negotiate. They were trying to renegotiate that or negotiate an extension for two years, and he kept putting it off and putting it off. I would have moved him. Certainly, when you got down to the deadline, move it.
0: I I like this camera angle. This is so odd, just looking at it like that with your grown grandpa. Goodness gracious! Oh gosh, the lighting is shit too. Uh, yeah, anyway, man. Ross Ross and get the popcorn ceiling too. Oh god, gracious! Uh, Ross and saying hickey or aho.
1: Um, I like aho better than hickey. <laughs> but he's going to play hickey or aho. He just is. I, I, I think they're
0: I, relatively interchangeable for the I most part. I think Aho probably has a better shot. I mean, man, oh, man, that shot by Aho three days ago against the Flyers where he put that top shelf was beautiful.
1: If you want to engage your defense into the offense, Aho's your guy. Um, Hickey might think he can play offense, but he can't. Uh, but Aho can. So if you just want to be – I remember Hickey used to be a winger, right? He plays defense like he's a freaking winger. That's my problem with him. It always has been.
0: Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, goodness gracious, grumpy old man. And here you go. Robin also chiming in. Different styles, Hickey and Aho. I trust Hickey, but Aho has higher offensive ceiling.
1: I don't – like I said, it's all going to be a moot point in, you know, a few games. Uh, Dobson will be back and they'll ride with green.
0: Grump. Who's your favorite wrestler from Alexander? I've had a
1: lot of favorite wrestlers over the years. My first favorite wrestler was Don Leo Jonathan. He was a bad guy. I always kind of gravitate to the to the older guys. I like Hulk Hogan, particularly when he was a bad guy.
0: You're a big fan of the Iron Sheik then, weren't you, Grump?
1: I didn't like the Iron Sheik.
0: Um, Sergeant Slaughter and the Iron Sheik.
1: Sergeant Slotta, the boot camp matches were legendary. <laughs> um, I remember the St- Sergeant Slaughter against... Pat Patterson in the alley fight, man! Oh man, I tell you what, that Sergeant Slaughter could bleed like nobody's business. <laughs> man, oh man, he he did a good got-
0: job of cutting himself with those little, uh, little, uh, little sharp edges they kept, right?
1: Well, yeah, they you know they cut themselves with the blaze. But Slaughter, he had a move when you throw him into the turnbuckle, he would go over the top and pretend like his head hit the top of the ring ring support, and then he'd come down, he would cut it, and then he, as Gorilla Monsoon would say. Uh, He was wearing the crimson mask, but I was definitely a WWF guy as opposed to like NWA or stuff like that. Gotcha.
0: Moving uh, right uh, along. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: The Rock, all
0: those guys. Moving right along here because we are wrapping things up over 2 hours and 15 minutes here today. Just want to make sure we get through all the comments here. Ed says, too much razzle and dazzle there from the second line. Shoot the puck. Uh, David C. saying, the identity line has looked like the geriatric line, Monday night versus Philly. Uh, here we go. We are We're
1: like one out of four games. Good.
0: <laughs> Again, I'll tell you, Sezikis has earned himself a contract. I I, no, I'm, no. I just have a feeling they're going to give him, they're going to give him term with that contract too.
1: I See, that's another mistake. I mean, you want to see me lose my mind?
0: Go do that. Go
1: sign another guy over 30 to a long-term deal when you, you can't get young guys in the lineup. Right. Michael Del Cole, and uh Otto Koivula, he can fill that bottom that bottom line role. Why not? Give him, give him a shot. Give him a shot.
0: Oh, goodness gracious, Grump. I would say Sezika says a lot more than Otto Koivula can bring to the table. I don't think Koivula is a guy who can play more of the penalty kill. I have no idea how he is on the dot as well there in Bridgeport. Three quarters, I, yeah, but
1: three-quarters of the team plays penalty kill. i don't need it from Casey.
0: Fair enough there, Grump. We are moving right along here. We're going to be doing rapid fire. Uh, Tommy Tommy is saying, how do you feel about Frank Kaplan there? Night at the Coliseum, all fans get to wear black long hair when sing Oh, Sherry in the crowd to the uh, anthem.
1: Steve Perry Journey reference. I like it. <laughs> you know who Steve Perry is? No. He was the lead singer for Journey. Oh, Sherry.
0: I was about to say anything. I get to go ahead and fill up this uh, this receding hairline. I guess is a okay for me after I go ahead and shave I
1: it. it scuffy. <laughs> little scuffy, little spray. Time
0: to be saying Forsberg is not even available via trade.
1: Um, I can dream. I can dream.
0: God <laughs> oh, gracious. Um, and Brian J saying he's not a third liner. That's the problem. He's a first liner. I think Wallström definitely does have the potential to be a first liner, but I mean. I think that third line needs more minutes, but uh, they're better than most second lines out there. Best third line in all hockey.
1: The whole thing, that line has really good chemistry right now. You don't want to break that up. I mean, the other lines are nothing right now. Uh, and, you know, you, you might as well just put a broom out there instead of Komarov on the first line. Or just play a man short.
0: So, got another comment here from Brian P saying just like the Mets under the Will Ponds, they act like they're small market team now these mo- owners have mass monster pockets.
1: He's 100% right. Them the Mets consider they always consider some small market teams. They're not they're they playing play New York City. They got the they got the Sports Channel New York deal. I mean, I just I, it, I, I laugh at that. Oh, first of all first all these guys have money. They just don't want to spend it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Ross saying uh, she has more hockey experience. Than you do drop the theme. I don't she know. Does. It's it's yeah. She certainly does. Again, like it's a little funny little portion though. Um, again, like hey, it is what it is. We make fun of Butchie butchering every single words. So we're moving right you
1: along. Let's pick on Brendan because he looks good every night.
0: Uh, We've met Brent. We've met all of them in
1: real life. He he looks he looks good in real life. Brendan, let me tell you something. Uh, When he's on those,
0: he is impeccably dressed. He's his hair is coiffed perfectly. You want to know what I did notice? You want to know what I noticed about Brendan though? He was wearing some shoes that almost had like lifts in them when I met him. His shoes, you know, like you look at like again, like I'm a taller guy, so I'm looking down on everybody most times. But, like, I noticed Brennan's shoes when I met him before. He had, like, you know, like, certain shoes, like, have extra, like, support on them. He was wearing shoes that had, like, ridiculous amount of support on them. I did notice that, though, about Brennan. I thought that was kind of funny, like, looking at it in retrospect. I
1: great. I thought his shoes looked great. He knows how to dress. He knows how to dress. He knows he knows how to show up on a hockey broadcast without a doubt. I expect big things from him.
0: Oh, you think, oh goodness gracious. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, God almighty. Crump, do you think when that X-rated YouTube comment from last show was AJ's burner account, you looked like you looked as white as Casper for about ten minutes after reading it? She punked you. I didn't
1: actually read the
0: comment. I'm the one who read the. Co- I didn't read the whole comment, but I popped it up on the screen. I was definitely a little embarrassed. I didn't so.
1: get to read it, so I don't know what it said. But when I saw TJ react the way he did, I knew it must have been something uh, bad.
0: I don't know what that means, Grump, but I'm going to leave that there for so you. Randolph, Randolph.
1: She was the last member of – she was Trixie on uh the Honeymooners. Gotcha. And I, I knew her name, but then as soon as I was thinking Audrey Meadows, I forgot about Joyce Randall.
0: Alexander saying, Grump, TJ, any chance we can net a first-round pick for Comroff just asking for a friend? No, we cannot.
1: Sarcasm off.
0: Uh, oh, goodness gracious. Uh TJ left to call Lou. I did leave to call Lou there real quick. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't leave to go blow up the bathroom. I did need to go take a little short break there. Um, uh, what a film, Saying Love listening to you guys, especially on a day off. Great show. Yeah, we're wrapping things up there. Thanks for tuning in there, What a Films. Um, I, I, see
1: something, I see something right at the end. It says uh, from Scott Levy. Grump, check out the boot camp match, and Slaughter versus Iron Sheik at Madison Square Garden. I remember that match. I remember seeing it on the Madison Square Garden Network live. I had that, uh, that on a videotape as well as on a DVD from Bloodiest Matches or something like that. It's a fantastic match.
0: David, C wants to know, how is that pizza your son brought you there after the last podcast, Grump? Man, I want some pizza now.
1: It wasn't pizza, okay? It was McDonald's. Okay, and he messed up the order because I eat my food plain. Like when I say plain, I mean like a burger and a freaking bun, plain. So I said I wanted a quarter-pound hamburger plain. So he put the order in, and they put cheese on it. And I said, did you say to them quarter-pound hamburger plain? So he got pissed because he had – instead of being smart and checking the order before you pull away, what did he do? He drove off the line, checked, and then had to get back on the line so I hear him yelling and screaming at me, like, and my wife gets <clears throat> angry because I'm yelling at him. He's yelling at me. She's like, I'm trying to sleep up here, and so we had to go around again. He says, I'm never getting you McDonald's again. I said, Well, you know what, dumbass. Seems
0: ass. a little over dramatic. Um, this is true. All true. Brian J wants to know, TJ, do you get 50% off your haircut oh. since you only have half the hair? What? Shit, that's a joke I'm going to have to start using at the barber. I'm going to have to start saying now, I'm like, hey, do I get a, shit, that's a great way to break the ice. I'll get them chuckling right away, whoever cuts my hair. Oh, yeah. That's See, a good I, joke.
1: I think the next joke should be TJ, do you comb your hair with a washcloth?
0: <laughs> I have to comb my hair very delicately. I put it strand by strand in place. Just. <laughs> So yes, I gotta be very, very careful. Uh Tommy B wants to know, TJ and the grumpy old man, what are your predictions for tomorrow night's game in Boston? Grump, go ahead. What's your prediction?
1: Um, I think if they if we play, we win. <laughs> I hope so.
0: If we play, we win. I think we're gonna win too. Oh gosh, I'm just I'm scrolling through the comments here. Um, what a film said, Don't shave it until you're married to Paige. She's too pretty for you. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, she yeah, you definitely really
1: out kicked your coverage on that one.
0: Uh, Paige, funny thing, she chimes in and says, not ready to be married to the bald guy yet. Oh, goodness gracious. TJ, taking the verbal slams today. I know. Oh, damn. Alexander oh. saying, "TJ thought I saw you in a Rogaine commercial. Yeah. LOL." They <laughs> did. It was the
1: before person.
0: Before exactly. Then they go ahead and cut to the actor that they like. Only show you like from this portion on. They got like a huge set of hair. They changed their hair color and everything like that. Uh, so yes,
1: <laughs> TJ does not have a forehead. He has a five head.
0: Uh, it's definitely more than a forehead. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Brian P. saying all commentators in hockey, football ask the same dumb questions between periods and halftime. Yeah, it, you're 100 percent right. It's usually why I tune them out. Um, but yeah, they, they told exactly what the ask question was. I don't I don't put too much there on Shannon because I think everything is asked there. They say, hey, ask them this question. I don't think Shannon has too much creativity control with that. Maybe she does, but probably not. I agree. Oh, goodness. Uh, everybody just saying, just kidding, love you, TJ. Yeah, everybody over there is saying I love you. I don't mind. I, shit. I don't mind my hair is going. It is what it is. It doesn't bother me one bit.
1: TJ is such a big egomaniac that even if he gets taken down a couple of notches, it's probably good for him.
0: It's. I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. If we win, can we shave your oh, head and oh, get <laughs> – I say if we win the Stanley Cup, we shave TJ's head. <laughs> I'll technically be after the wedding. Um, if we win the Stanley Cup, How's that
1: I'll, shave How's that I'll shave
0: my head. I'll shave my head. You can mark it down in the books. If we win the Stanley Cup this year, I'll shave my head.
1: Well, no risk of that. Don't worry.
0: I will shave my head if we win the Stanley Cup this year. I don't have approval yet from Paige or anything like that. I'm just going to go off on a limp. I I've, I can't. I don't even want to know what I'd look like with no hair. I mean, like I'm sure it's coming one day. But if we win a Stanley Cup this year, I'll shave my head, and it's gonna take like 15 years. It'd never grow back the same, right? Because it takes so long to grow back because there's so few of them. But I'm just thinking to myself. I'm like, if we win a Stanley Cup this year, I'll shave my head.
1: Okay, don't worry. You don't have to worry about that,
0: Grump. Fair enough. There, fair enough. Um, oh goodness gracious! We are scrolling right along. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're doing a weird angle there, Grump. It's very, very I'm odd.
1: Be laughing at the comments, or how about
0: this? I, one? Mm, hey, look, it's me. Oh, God Almighty! Him. It's Amateur Hour over here with Grump. Now that he's got a chance to move, and I've got I've unrestricted him. Um, the Wicked Fifty Cal said also like Bobby Brink, uh, but at least Samuel Boldock seems to be better than Holmstrom. Uh, yeah, LMAO. I, yeah, Hol- Bollock's done really well.
1: I know uh, Bobby Brink is, you know, he's been a goal scorer, but he, to me, he was just too small. I, and that's why I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want him. But looking at Holmstrom, well, maybe Bobby Brink would have been a better pick.
0: Uh, what a Film says Brett the Hitman Hart? He owned the Calgary Hitman. Did he really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep, they even
1: wore the. I think their their colors were even the uh, pink and black. <laughs> uh, initially, I don't know what they are now.
0: The Wicked Fifty Cal says I would thought Brendan Burke looked like Jimmy Neutron. Grump, do you know who Jimmy Neutron is? Yeah, Jimmy Neutron. He's a boy genius. Oh, okay. I was making sure you knew who that was. I know that's a young reference for you. I wasn't sure if you caught all of that. I had children.
1: They liked Jimmy Neutron. And there was some girl who was always outsmarting him. I don't know her name. Girly Neutron. I don't know her well,
0: name. It Seems like we're talking now more about wrestling. Frank, hey, he changed – hold on. He just changed his uh, profile picture. Back to long hair there. Different angle there. Great worker. A gimmick worked at the time. Nobody breathes the Ric Flair. Ooh, it's funny. I met Ric Flair. Oh, uh, I met Ric Flair in court. Nice guy. I met him when I was down in downtown court. I met Ric Flair once before. Nice guy. Nobody really knew who he was. I immediately like, you're Ric Flair. You're a nature boy. Uh, got a few-
1: one, have you seen one Rick, Ric Flair match? You've seen them all, though. They're all the same.
0: Mm-hmm. You um, go.
1: go.
0: Oh, this one, John P. saying, TJ, how the hell do you not know who Steve Perry is?
1: Because he's a loser. That's why.
0: <laughs> Brian P. <laughs> says, hey, what's with the bold hate, LOL? Oh, uh, Oh, Jesus Christ, bald is bald is beautiful. I tell you, I'm gonna to have to try. I'm gonna take that mantra. I don't mind. You know, oh, you do
1: bald jokes. <laughs> guys who have hair. That's, oh, you don't see bald good. guys making bald
0: jokes. Pages, pages, giving me that weird look, saying I'd shave my head if the Islanders win the Cup this year. Oh, oh goodness gracious! Um, uh, you have, and you have no choice, TJ. It's coming. Oh goodness oh. gracious! Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, why was I in court? I used to work there for a – this is many years ago. I used to work there for a, a lawyer in town. I was like uh, wanted to see if that's a profession I wanted to follow up in. And, and uh, after about one summer, I determined no way in hell did I want to be at all involved there with a lawyer or anything like that. just wasn't my cup of tea.
1: Well, uh, the reason that TJ did not want to be a lawyer is because you can't walk by uh, a jury box and have hair falling into the <laughs> It's
0: just not a good look. It just is. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Sean W. is saying, with Lee at the remainder of the season, and Leo obviously a fish out of water in the first line, who would you who would you like to see there with uh, Barzal in the first line, Wallstrom or Bavillier or someone else? Um Again, like, I don't think we're going to do anything big trade wise. I know we kind of talked about this there before. I don't think we're going to make any huge splash on water. As much as Grump wants to see Philip Forsberg, don't think that's happening. I think if we make an adjustment, and I think we will, it's going to be probably for rental. And uh, I hope it's a top six guy, but no guarantees. I think it has to be somebody that's familiar there with Barry Trotz. Uh,
1: I don't, I, first of all, I would not break up the third line right now. It's just playing too well together. i give Bellows another shot. I mean, all he did was produce when he played on the first line. That's what you need, right? Production from your first line.
0: We got here uh, the Wicked 50 Cal is the same. Robin Sallow, Bodie Wild, and the kid from Merrick. Yeah, uh, from Merrimack College. Um, Jeez, Alex Jeffries uh, and Ruslan Ishakov all look to be pretty decent prospects as well. Yeah, for certain they do. I'm excited about those type of guys. And, again, like our defense is stout. I mean, people also forget about Parker Weatherspoon, Mitchell Blinsomple. There's a lot of people you're excited about there. Uh, Alexander wants to know here uh, Grumpy old man versus Komarov. How many goals would you score, Grump?
1: Twice as many as Komarov.
0: Oh, stop. Komarov with skate circles, Ryan. you, yeah, Grump, I'm was, not even sure you can stand on skates Komarov, anymore. How many
1: goals does Komarov have?
0: was that? How many goals does Komarov have? Zero? I don't know. I, mean, I think he's got at least an assist, though. Two assists, okay. three Time assists?
1: Goals was how many goals? He has zero. Two times zero is still zero. So.
0: Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, buzz it, TJ. Saves a lot of time and money. Take it from a bald guy there. Oh, TJ, try the backwards mohawk. Oh. Ross saying there all-time Islanders starting lineup.
1: Wow. Okay. Trottier, Bossy, Gillies, Potvin. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know everybody says Billy Smith, but I guess he's a whole family. You got to go with him. And for the other defensemen, oh, uh, jeez. Well, you know what? I'm going to put Stefan Pierce on there because he played so well with Potman. Fair I'm old, enough. I'm all retro 1980s. Sorry.
0: Fair enough. Hey, all retro 1980s is what it sounds with like.
1: Poppin, with the exception of Pearson, the Royal Hall of Famers.
0: And Brian P says, put, uh, put bellows in for now. Tommy B saying there, TJ needs to wear the AJ wig for one show. If we'd look bad, I'd look like I had too much hair. Like, again, my forehead's big. That's what always helped me hammer other people when I played football because I had a big head. didn't really hurt me too much. Ever, At least that's what
1: – Did anyone ever say you look like Peyton Manning with that forehead? I used
0: it? to have people make fun of my big forehead all the time. It just is. It's always coming to territory. Now, my, my forehead's ever-expanding like uh, Peyton Manning's, though, too. I'm sure. Maybe I can have a little Peyton Manning a little tough the hair one day. I uh, said they'll be half as ta- – or – a minuscule portion as talented and also have a minuscule amount of the net worth there, as Peyton Handing does as well. Uh, Brian Jay saying, I think Bodie Wild's going to surprise a lot of people there. Um, And then Alexander saying, Hickey nailed Drew in the playoffs. Don't forget that. Yeah, most certainly he did.
1: Yeah, Um, that's true. That's all I'll say about that. I think Bo- Bodie Wild has not had a good year this year. I mean, I wonder if they're going to sour on him as a prospect. Now, here's the thing: Would Bodie Wild, including him in a deal for maybe a better player, uh, I would do that.
0: Okay, here's my thing: uh, They only played like ten or eleven games there in Bridgeport. Hard to see how much he's improved. I mean, like that was the shittiest part about the Bridgeport thing altogether. Is we knew they weren't going to get a lot of games, which is the bad portion about all of this. Uh, Ross wants to know who I've got there uh, in my top Islanders of all time. I'm going to keep the forwards. And I mean, Poffin obviously is going to say the same there too on defense. Um, we're obviously going to keep Billy Smith there and net. I'm really not sure who I'd put there as a second defenseman. Everything else is pretty much the exact same as Grump. Um, you can't go wrong with Hall of Famers. I was about to say, and like, a, you know, the the, uh, the Islanders, Mount Rushmore, you can't really go wrong with any of those selections. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm really, am I, I'm really not sure who I'd put there as that other defenseman.
1: Yeah, How about Andrew McDonald or Thomas Hickey?
0: No, stop. Maybe. Oh, Jesus. I really don't know. I no, really Bob. don't know. I don't think we have anybody else who sticks out as like that number two best overall defenseman we've ever had. Well, that's stuff. So, we are moving right along there. People are saying they're going to shave my head there with you, TJ. Uh, Man,
1: TJ's head taking a beating today.
0: Oh goodness gracious! That it is. It all started from that Jerry Springer guy. It all started from Jerry, um, and with the Wiki Fifty Cal saying after our rookies lose out in rookie status, who is the best prospect in your opinions? Grumble.
1: Bolduck, right? I'd have to think.
0: Bolduck. Bolduck's probably the guy that they're most bullish on down there. Um, if I'm thinking like uh, offensive talented, I think maybe it's Jeffries. I mean, like I know William DeFore has done well there in a Q this year, but at the same token, I think it's Jeffries. He's played really well there at Marymount College in a little bit of time he had this season. Um, <clears throat> just chugging right along. Um, okay, William DeFore is also a notable player. Uh, apparently, um, it was he was projected going to go in the second round. The honors got him there in a fifth.
1: Yeah, he's a big kid too.
0: He's My a scorer. That. that is for sure.
1: that pick in the fifth round. I thought that was their best pick overall.
0: Gotcha. Oh, goodness. We got last question here. He said, how about post-cup Grump? Ross wants to know post-cup, best downers.
1: Oh, post-cup. Okay. You got to go with Tavares. Oh, gosh. Post-cup. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Pat LaFontaine is your center. Um, oh, I want to put Terj on out there, too. I, I mean, if you just want to go top five players, I don't know. But uh, Steve Thomas, I loved him. But he was good. Um,
0: Does Berard find it in the list there for you,
1: Brian? No, he didn't play. No, no, no. I, I mean, I like Brian Berard, but I don't not. I don't think so. Defensively, Kenny Johnson. I thought he was. I, I really solid uh, during some bad times. I liked him. Um, Yashin, goaltender, goaltender. I gotta say, not Yashin. Michael Peck is another one. Benoit Hogue. Um, you know, just for forwards. For goaltender, gosh, I don't, I don't know. I, honestly, I'd have to think about goaltender post-cup years. Not Ron Hextall. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Ron uh, Healy was good for a year, but I mean overall.
0: Hmm. If I'm just picking three forwards, I'm going uh, Terjean, Yashin, Palfi. Yeah,
1: uh, Palfi. That's right, Palfy, Yeah.
0: So that's who I'm going with there. If I'm having to pick their three forwards, uh, goalie. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. How
1: about Roberto Luongo? Even though yeah, he
0: was good, playing. but he only played such a limited time. So, again, like we haven't had a guy here long term that's done really, really well for the Islanders since, you know, post-cup, I don't think. we I mean, you know, we've had get guys. I'm definitely not picking a Rick DiPietro or anything like that. No. Uh, defense?
1: I like Kenny Johnson. I always liked him. <sighs>
0: Does Travis Hammonick find a way on the list for you? Mm. The hammer. I mean, he was really good with the outers. I don't know.
1: I mean, Roman Hammerlick was good with us for a couple of years, but I don't know.
0: Well, I can tell you one thing. I'm going to end on this note. My defenseman would be Thomas Hickey paired up there with Andrew McDonald. Oh, my God. Goalie. I'm not sure goalie's in, you know, it's any way you can put it. Uh, forward group, I'm gonna go with Leo Komaroff, Robbie hmm. Shrimp, and uh right wing hmm. Josh Bailey. <laughs> oh. There you go, Josh Bailey. Good way to end it here, Grump. Oh, oh, Osgood. Did we forget Osgood?
1: Chris Osgood, yeah, he was good. That's and right. Joey
0: McDonald. Okay, there's definitely players that we had not forgot.
1: Oh, uh, not no, not Joey McDonald. But yeah, Chris Osgood was good for
0: us for a few years. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, we got it there. Uh, what of films is also saying here. You guys are so good together. I laugh my ass off while listening to the Islanders uh, talk. Thank you. I do appreciate there, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in there. I'm just getting here for the last little bit there. Sean W is saying there, uh, that's awesome. You guys are very interactive with the chat so much. Appreciate it, gentlemen. So, so, so serious question with the expansion draft approach in the offseason. This has me a little nervous there about the impact and the culture on trots had created on the island. Uh, what do you feel like uh, we would be losing, uh, player or draft pick wise? I think it's going to try to be like a cap dump. You can keep them on long term injury. You'll keep uh, Lee there on long term injury. You don't have to protect them. You're going to get a cap dump situation. You're going to give up some draft capital. Is what I think is going to happen.
1: I, I don't want to. Get, I don't think we can afford to give up draft capital. Honestly, you're only going to lose one player. One guy is not going to ruin this team. It just not. So, I mean, that's why they made all that they gave away so much to Golden to the uh to Vegas the last time to take certain players and so they wouldn't take Calvin DeHaan. and you gave up a first round pick and I just I just don't think that's the way to go. I think we need younger blood. I think we need first round picks. If we lose a Josh Bailey, if we lose a Nick Letty, if we lose a Scott Mayfield, I don't think the loss is monumental to overcome. I just don't.
0: Thank you, Grump. Thank you, everybody who participated here in the live stream and listened to the podcast. Again, Grump and I are two under fans who love to talk hockey, love to talk about the team that we love. Um, again. Long one for us today, two hours and 30 minutes. I'm going to skedaddle. Thank you, Grumpy, for being a part of the podcast as always. My pleasure. And thank you so much for everybody who participated in the live stream. We do love being able to participate with everybody and speak with everybody who does listen there to the podcast in the live stream. So thanks so much for tuning in, guys. And we will see you uh, Saturday. Is it going to be Saturday, Grump? We don't I have the games on there. Right? Post game. We're going to see you Saturday post game. Thank you so much again, Grumpy.
1: My pleasure.